3: Uh, yeah. I forgot the WD forty again. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> well, hello there, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? I do! The excitement of walking down the aisles, browsing the names and the artwork, and finally picking out the movie you were going to take home with you. I'm very happy to be here! (laughs) Sure, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era and streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your couch. But there was something truly special about making that trip, picking a movie out by hand, and stopping to get a shake from McDonald's on the way home to watch. Yeah. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte. Joining me as always, two dudes... Tighter than Randolph and Mortimer. Sean Pryor and A.J.
2: Vince, how the heck are you? I'm still not speaking to you. I really wish that was our names, because that is literally the best duo name I've ever... Who's, names who's I've who, ever... Randolph or Mortimer? I would love to be Mortimer. <laughs>
3: I
1: feel like
2: you think, so? you think I'm a Randolph? <laughs> you do
1: look like Randy. Randy? Yeah, I
0: have an yeah. uncle named Randy. Randy and, and kind of Morton. Like Mort- Mort- yeah. Randy and Morton.
1: Randy and... R- <laughs> Randolph! God Rand. damn it, Mortimer! <laughs> I'm still not speaking to you.
3: Well boys, on this episode we finally get to our first movie starring Eddie Murphy. Finally. His highest-grossing movie at the time of its release, a movie that helped bring the Arsenio Hall show into existence, I'm calling it. Nice. And spawned a 2021 sequel. We are of course talking about 1988's Coming to America.
1: Well, damn dang it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another nostalgic journey to the past. With the confused
2: breakfast, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Wherever you are in the world, Thank take you, it Lottie. away, boys. Thank you, Lottie.
3: Well, if you are new to this podcast, we are going to be reviewing this movie with a modern, modern eye. But in order to, like, you know, to really look at a movie like this from our past, we have to go into the past. We got to talk about it. With pure nostalgia, so then we can strip it away layer by layer. AJ, what do you remember about this movie and what's your nostalgic rating?
1: It is no secret that much of my childhood movie watching was done just on network cable television. Sure. Okay. And no secret. This is no secret. If you're guys, a fan of the show, you okay? know. i I was very forthcoming with this this whole time.
2: <laughs> You've been very generous. Yes. You have.
1: And I just want to be honest, right? Yeah. And and uh I just remember this movie on TBS. It was just it's what that moment when in when it was in syndication that it was just coming to America, and then Shawshank Redemption <laughs> coming to America, and then Shawshank. No, nah, it was
3: usually Shawshank, Shawshank, Shawshank coming to America, coming to America, Shawshank, Shawshank, Shawshank,
1: <laughs> Shawshank coming to America, <laughs> Running Man coming to America. Yeah, that's the uh, late night. Yeah, <laughs> I just. I, I just think about it all the time and just watching it on the tube TV that, like, it was like the the old TV that used to be in the living room, but they put it downstairs for us, and all the buttons are pushed in, so you got to use the remote. I mean, it's detailed, guys, and I remember this very distinctly and thinking how much I, I wanted it to be like Beverly Hills Cop, but it just became a favorite movie of mine over the years of just nice. constantly seeing this and dipping in and out uh, as it was just on TV randomly, so – I I love this movie. I loved it when I was a kid uh, that I've got to give it. I I think I need to do a 7.8
0: on this. 7.8.
1: 7.8. Nostalgically, Sean, what about you, man?
2: Yeah, same here. I I don't even know which uh, cable station it was on, but uh, if AJ says TBS, then I'm going with that, too. Uh, I just remember when like I loved Eddie Murphy from Beverly Hills Cop and everything like that, Um, and then this one was a little different. I'd never seen it until then and uh, loved it. Uh, I, I'm I'm actually the same. I'm seven point eight. Mm. Seven point eight. I am. I'm actually not
3: gonna say that I'm qualified to give this a nostalgic rating. Really, I have I have seen this movie, but I've never I never sat to watch it all the way through until just recently. Um, and I think it, I, this might be a me problem, or maybe everybody out there is the same way. But being that I was born in eighty two, this movie Eddie Eddie Murphy's popularity was I couldn't watch it. When it, when it was happening, right? Because I was too young. These are R-rated movies kind of a thing. So I never got to see Eddie Murphy growing up, but then by the time I was, like, of age, we got Nutty Professor, mm-hmm. Dr. Doolittle, Norbit, like, those kind of movies. <laughs> oh so to God. me, I'm going... Uh uh-uh. uh. Like, I don't want Eddie Murphy in my life. Right. You know, but so then I, he
2: does bowfing and you're like, I'm back in.
3: <laughs> I just, I just never, I, of course, I saw Beverly Hills and like um, a few of them, but I, for some reason, never, other than seeing a few scenes on TV, like, I never kind of. Kind of watch this movie, so I I am not feeling qualified enough to give it a nostalgic rating. But mm-hmm. our executive producer Starling says there is no movie of my youth that I recall the cultural buzz around more than the release of Coming to America. With one exception, as they go in tandem, a core memory so strong I assumed you were going to mention this movie when you reviewed the other last year. In 1988, I was 12 years old, and I had the comedy album Eddie Murphy memorized from years of listening to a bootleg tape. Inappropriately young? Probably. But I love Saturday Night Live, Eddie Murphy, and what was left of the Saturday morning cartoon block. I mean, I was still 12. So in the summer of 1988, my entire extended family did something unusual. We went to the movies. We were movie renters, not theater goers, but the adults made a special effort to see this cultural phenomenon, except when we got to the theater, we found out we would not be seeing this movie. We would be seeing Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes, gentlemen, those two summer blockbusters that were unlike any movie of their kind were released a week apart. I vividly remember the buzz around both movies at that time. The kid in me wanted to see Roger, but I desperately wanted to see Eddie. I wouldn't see Coming to America until VHS, and it was confusing because... Because by the time I saw it, Arsenio was a late night show host. When I finally saw this, John Goodtimes Amos was the second most famous actor in it to me. He was <laughs> he was comforting to see on the screen. This movie was a solid 8.5 for me at the time. As a preteen, I thought the apartment makeover was awesome. Hello, hot tub. Yeah. Yeah. And no one can forget the Soul Glow commercial. God. The dating montage and Akeem kicking ass with the mop fun. The movie really could have been PG with a few minor changes and definitely without the Royal Battle. This movie was so indelible that when I finally got to see the Waldorf Astoria as an adult, I could tell little me was excited to see it after all these years. So with his rating and your guys, that is an eight point zero three, which, you know, that's not too bad. Right. Eight point zero three is going to take that into the top 20 Mm -hmm. of any nostalgic movie we've done. That's going to be just above Lethal Weapon, just below Boondock Saints is where that's going to lie, nostalgically for us. So we are going to strip that away. we (laughs) got to talk about this with the modern eye. So in order to do that, we're going to talk to Sean here. He's going to hook us up with pertinent, important details so we can better understand this movie.
2: Produced by George Fulsey Jr. and Robert Wax. (laughs) That's that's fun. Story by Eddie Murphy. Screenplay by David Sheffield and Barry Blaustein. (laughs) Cinematography by Woody Omens. Music by Nile Rodgers. Edited by My- Malcolm Campbell and George Fulci Jr. Uh, directed by John motherfucking Landis. <laughs> Cast. Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, James Earl Jones, Madge Sinclair, Frankie Faison, Louis Anderson, John Amos, Allison Dean, Sherry headley Eric, La- Eric LaSalle, LaSalle, and Samuel L. Jackson. Mm. You guys know about him? Ah. Uh, mm. All right. Coming to America would be... <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> beat <me> to it. <laughs> coming oh, to that guy from Good- <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Coming to America would be the reuniting of John Landis and Eddie Murphy, who worked together on Trading Places and had a bit of a tumultuous relationship filming Coming to America. Murphy was a massive star at this time, and Landis was coming off of several flops, including a uh, uh, maybe a murder charge, uh, but or manslaughter charge. Wait, what? Yeah, we'll get to it. Okay, but Murphy thanks. really wanted Landis to direct. He wanted to get him a hit, which Murphy was. Uh, confident this would be. Principal photography began January 4th, 1988, in and around New York, and the production was plagued with intermittent blizzards as they began and, it, and they lasted five weeks. Williamsburg, Brooklyn, Madison Square Garden, Van Wyck Expressway, Waldorf Story Hotel were all locations used. Things got a little heated on set between Landis and Murphy and got into a wrestling match over your mama jokes and just general tension. Production was halted for about a week and the two agreed to get the movie done and continue a strictly working relationship. The two would eventually reconcile and Murphy personally asked Landis to direct Beverly Hills Cop 3. Um, So with that, uh, Landis was, um, I don't know if you guys, he had a a bit in uh, the Twilight Zone movie. Okay. Uh, And there was uh, several directors in that. Steven Spielberg, Walter Hill, I think was one of them. Um, And... uh, during the production of that, um, there was a helicopter scene that went down and killed one actor and two children. Yeah, like this um, is one, real. This is real, this a, this real life. Real, uh, and one one fell swoop, and uh, so John Lannis was brought up on charges for manslaughter Jesus. and just having like an unsafe condition on set. Mm. Uh, and he's a, I guess he wanted Eddie Murphy to like testify for him, is what I read, and like he never did, and so it was kind of like that that like buried that kind tension of almost, yeah. like
1: underlying,
2: but, yeah. but they had like a great relation, uh, working relationship with each other. So uh, Murphy wanted to work with him and it's just, sometimes it just would boil over right. with that and uh, it, it ended up boiling over. So uh, yeah. just weird. Eddie Murphy's contract included 1500 a week for his personal trainer, round the clock chauffeur service, a valet and 1000 a week for his brother to perform his perf- perform his stand in duties. On top of all of that, Murphy was paid $8 million, along with 15% of the film rentals. Landis was only paid $600,000 and 10% of the royalties. Coming to America was released on June 29, 1988, and on a budget of $36 million, the film would go on to make $350 million worldwide <laughs> and garner a very short-lived TV series as well as a sequel.
3: Mm. So, so it, like, would you consider that successful?
2: Um. Yeah. Okay, cool.
3: Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just want to... I, I don't know. That's why All you right. do this segment. I well, mean, you know... You're kind of smart on the... It company. is is—it
2: is pretty difficult math, but uh, yeah. that is the kind of math I can do. Right. So I did it, and uh, it, the numbers check out.
3: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
2: I counted on my fingers, actually. <laughs> you used an abacus. Yes.
3: <laughs> an abacus. <laughs> you used my daughter's little <laughs> learned oh, account. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. This is... <laughs>
3: Let well, borrow that, Willa. <laughs> well, everybody, other than sharing this podcast to friends following us on all our social media platforms and buying merch from ConfusedBreakfast.com. One of the best ways to support this podcast is to join our amazing Patreon community. It's a space where you can not only support us, but get all, like, the extra perks of the podcast. If you sign up right now, you get access to our private Discord channel. You get to vote on upcoming movies, and you get to hear weekly bonus episodes. If you sign up now, like, that is an instant access to more than 90 episodes just waiting for you. It's wild. To start here... Just a couple examples. So to start the year off, we each did an episode on our own where we talked about our favorite movies, music, books, TV shows of 2022. So like, it's a really great idea. It's like it's like giving you tangible good stuff to say. Oh, I'd like to check that movie. I'd like to read that book. We're yeah. we're doing our part here. Mm-hmm. So get all of this by signing up at Patreon.com/slash ConfusedBreakfast. Can't do this without the people who already have signed up. Thank you so much. Just saying. So up next, we got AJ. He did the research for us. He tells us the ratings and reviews from critics and fans alike. What'd you get on this one,
1: man? Well, I'll tell you what we found when we do the, the t- tomato, tomato Meter. Girls, <laughs> 73% on the Tomato Meter. Okay.
2: okay. Um,
1: 73%. That is tied with Blues Brothers. For
3: huh. movies that we have done, that's kind of fun.
1: Tied wow. with Blues Brothers. Okay, okay. Eighty-five uh, percent said the audiences and somewhat agreeance, and then seven point one on IMDb. So, 7.1. so point one above the dreaded
3: seven point zero. So that <laughs>
1: qualifies this as a good movie, as a great
3: movie. Yeah. Apparently.
2: Per IMDb, this is a great movie. Yes. Yeah. It's le uh, one one le- one point one less, and to be just like, eh, eh do it. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: just to give you some other movies that, of anything we've done, other 7.1s are The Mummy, Tommy Boy, Spaceballs, Fast Times. So,
1: some of the greatest movies of all time.
3: Just, just like, <laughs> those are like 7.5s at least. They're Bare minimum. Nope. nope. <laughs> Sean, we've established 7.1 is basically a 10. <laughs> <laughs> so just just think about it that way. You'll be fine.
1: Here's it's, the thing, IMDb. <laughs> it's I think a 10 out of 100. I think that there should be a cutoff date for, like, being able to write a review and add to it after the fact. And if you want to review a movie after that point, you have to go start your own freaking podcast <laughs> <laughs> with two of your friends. Yes, and that's yes. what it is. That's okay? That's it. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um... All right. Well, a uh, hundred out of a hundred. I, I wanted to go to the opposite end of, of the spectrum here. Uh, Brad Laidman from Film Threat said Eddie Murphy does everything in this movie successfully. Coming to America remains his most personal work and a great argument that a movie can be a decent and wholesome can be decent and wholesome despite having enough profanity to make Bill Cosby lose sleep. Oh no! That was a billion out of a billion, guys. No, <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> Um, However, there was a zero out of a billion that came through. The Globe and Mail, uh, Jay Scott said, In past celluloid lives, Eddie Murphy has been responsible for a handful of the most popular movies ever made, which explains why he has been able to bring Coming to America to your neighborhood theater with its misogyny, technical ineptitude, and witlessness intact.
2: Um, uh, He's done
1: some great things, but this ain't one of them. Also, I have two first names. Jay Scott. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Misogyny? Misogyny? Well, I don't know. Uh, I think, if, and we'll get there. Um, <laughs> how about a 10 out of 10? Uh, 100 out of 100. Krita said that this is comic genius. In fact, I rate this 11 out of 10. Whoa. You can't do These that. amps go to 11. You can't do that on IMDb, okay? But she, they wrote their own little thing in there. I rate this 11 out of 10. Why? Why? Ask myself a question. It is flawless. The storyline is a joke in itself, yet so likable. The movie has many fall, fall off of your sofa with laughter scenes in it. This is better than many of the highly rated comedies on IMDb. Trust me, this is an excellent movie. Well directed. Well scripted. Well executed. Eddie Murphy is in his prime for this movie. Top class acting along with Arsenio Hall, whose facial expressions in the movie are perfect for the scenes he's in. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Great. (laughs) I wonder if that's why he was cast. I wonder if that's why they put him in that scene. Yeah. (laughs) This is my favorite Eddie Murphy movie of all time. As a kid, I watched this over 20 times. Nice. Total classic. <laughs>
2: Honestly, that's all we really need to hear. That's... One out of one out of two people found that uh helpful. <laughs> I I will go on there and I say I find that helpful too. Thank you, Clea. Yeah,
1: Creta. Uh, 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 Creda, Yes, yes, yes. Please. Um, that's Scott's step <laughs> Well, this is a one out of ten. We'll end it here, guys. A one out of ten. Where's the funny part? <sighs> He, he was Said looking fr- for one. Looking
2: for one funny part. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Said Freakazoid sill. Oh, shit. <laughs> in 20, 2019. <laughs>
2: freakazoid. <laughs>
1: Seriously, this movie didn't even make me smile. The story is a cliche, and the directing is so bad that I can't find a comparison for it. Oh, Eight out of thirty people found
0: that. <laughs> oh my god!
3: Hopeful. So that means eight people did their login be- just before yeah. they hit play, and they go, "Oh, this guy saved me."
1: They were like, "Thank goodness!" Fuck. Because it's Thanks. a good. Freakazoid. It's a good thing Freakazoid got on here in 2019 because, <laughs> and rated a movie from 1988. Thank goodness! If
3: Freakazoid on a leash couldn't smile, then how am I going to smile?
2: <laughs> <laughs> just saying, Freakazoid. Say it. Oh, off I follow
1: this guy I, on IMDb. He say knows it shit. And,
2: but like, even this premise of this movie—if that doesn't make you smile, this, that, that doesn't make you like smirk. If that doesn't like make your stomach huh. make you want to at least like move your muscles and your cheeks and your and your lips, then you just don't like
1: joy. If you if you saw a supercut of just. Uh, Eddie Murphy smiling in this movie Yes That would make you smile nope. no. Well, oh you're right Sorry Nope that, I just imagined Just being like Where's the joke <laughs> in that AJ
0: That's not, not even <laughs>
2: That creeped me out I didn't know where that came from For a second <laughs> Nah don't do that
3: Well let me tell you why uh, Everybody thinks they came to America To find a bride yeah, they came to America for whiskey. You bet. I am a firm believer. I w- I was taught by a friend of mine. I was in a bar in Portland, Oregon, and it had a wall of like library rolling ladder of whiskeys. And I go, "What's the best one?" And he goes, well, "What do you normally drink?" I was like Jameson. And he goes, "Oh God, do you have or do you have like an hour? I get off soon. Can I educate you on why Jameson <laughs> is the worst?" And he proceeded t- to school me on why American made. Whiskeys are the best in the world. And I believe him, and I believe that Cedar Ridge, being an American-made whiskey is the best in the world then at that point. Because yeah. if, if American-made bourbons are the best, then Cedar Ridge is the best of American-made bourbons. You guys, they've been sponsoring our podcast for an absolute long time now, and they are the best. We think you should really try it. There's so many people out there that have been leaving us messages saying, Hi, oh, guy, I ordered some Cedar Ridge. It's so good. you got to go check out their flagship bourbon. you got to check out their collaboration with Slipknot, Fuck number yeah, nine. Six, 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 got to do their quintessential single malt. They're even basically going, oh, that you know that whiskey that's made in Scotland? We're going to make it better because it's in America now. Okay. That's the quintessential Singapore. It's a scotch, but you can't call it a scotch because who won scotch? Didn't they just
2: win like best uh, scotch again?
3: There's a, yeah, there's like a daily competition and they keep winning. They've won like 425 days in a row. And they
2: have a competition within themselves and they keep winning too. It's just crazy. It's amazing.
3: So, what you got to do is you got to go to your local distributor. You got to get some Cedar Ridge. If you can't, you can go online, cedarridgewhiskey.com, order it straight to your door. It's what powers us. And I think if you drink responsibly, it will power you too. CedarRidgeWhiskey.com.
2: CedarRidgeWhiskey.com.
3: com. Cedar well, boys, we've awoken to beautiful music. Our morning poop is finished and our backside is washed. Our royal penises are clean and breakfast was exquisite. But it's time to be a spoiled fucking brat and leave it all behind. Remember, there's a fine line between love and nausea. Here we go! <laughs> So scene one, in the wealthy nation of Zamunda, Crown Prince Akeem turns 21 years old and is to meet his arranged bride-to-be. He tells his parents and his best friend Semi that he is unhappy with his situation and wants to find his own bride. There's a big ceremony, and upon meeting his arranged bride, Akeem tells his father he would like to travel before settling down. His father allows Akeem to soy his royal oats and return in 40 days.
2: I like this intro. This intro is really cool. I like that they went into it. Was it the Paramount Mountain? Right? They went into it and it became part of the movie. That They went past the mountain and it looks like it's all matte paintings like in the thing. Yeah. Um, It looks... And they're really beautiful. And then I don't know how you do that with like people... Walking around, right. you know. I guess it's like a green screen kind of thing, and you just put the matte painting on it. But it all looked really great to me. I liked it a lot. I agree. It's I, I love
3: I love that kind of music. Something about it like yeah. puts me in, like it gets into my
2: soul. You it's know, very it, very rhythmic.
3: It's like Paul. It's like Graceland fr- by Paul Simon. That whole album, just the oh, oh okay, oh, 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 like yeah. that that type of uh, I, I guess you would call it like African like yeah. tr- tribal music. Almost like it it just gets inside your soul somehow and just makes you go yeah <laughs>
1: it's it's uh it's like a lion king to me on yes! very similar ideas and I'm just like, oh yeah, here we go. I'm oh, in. I am all in uh I think this would be this would be the best way to wake up ever yeah actually um I'm a firm believer that the French horn may be the <laughs> greatest instrument on the face of the planet and he's got three of them there to help wake him up yeah. subtly with the, with a full like string octet if you will. I
2: tell you man, I'm going on a cruise here soon and as for as much money as I spent on that. <laughs> yeah. I better be waking up like this every goddamn morning or yeah. I'm going to fucking burn that boat down.
1: I think it's I think it's uh it's amazing. It's it's subtle and uh <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> you think that's subtle. <laughs> you know, it's
1: it's very subtle and <laughs> <laughs> you know their sheet music just has slow
3: crescendo. Yeah. It's just like the whole song is just crescendo, yeah. crescendo, until
2: he wakes up, just Before, keep getting louder. Yeah. Before there was alarms on your phone, you just had to, you know, like I yeah. want it to slowly creep in. I want it to like, yeah. become a part of my dream at first, and then I wanted to wake me up. You
0: know. That
2: is the, whatever
3: song this is, is probably what I would have chosen on my phone at one point mm-hmm. in life when I'm like, I just want to wake up to something peaceful, man. Yeah. Holy and God. he looks so peaceful. He does. He's just <laughs> laying there that hasn't moved an inch all night long. He's basically
1: the, a vampire. Yeah,
3: dude. The, <laughs> there's no creases in the it's like somebody in the middle of the night's just like creasing out the creases in his bed if he ever rolls over. That
1: was actually cut from the movie. They felt they needed to they didn't need it in there since they already had the bathroom scene we where got they have three to four or five different people who help just brush in his teeth and you know help him gargle. And then also he's got his own his own wipers. And I love it. It's just this joke, the same joke of of you can't even wipe your own ass. Yeah. You don't even know how yeah. to wipe your own ass, I bet. How Richie. Many,
3: how many people are actually working here though, just for yeah. him? Because not only all these servants that we're seeing and all the people in the orchestra, that's their job. That's yeah. their full-time job to be this orchestra. But then there's a person behind every door. Mm-hmm. That all he does, is they just clap, and the door opens. There's a guy inside the bathroom behind that door that that is his job, just to stand in there until until that door needs opened. How early
1: do these people get up? Yeah, I mean, do they sleep? Yeah, I I just I, they're
3: working third shift. It's yeah. fine. S- third yeah. shifters, they're overnighters. This is the end of this their, their shift. Oh okay. yeah, once he, once they get him up and running, they're they're done.
1: Then they they tag out. Yep, exactly.
2: Okay. I'm, I'm wondering about the flower girls though because mm-hmm. they're hustling their fucking ass off the yeah. whole time.
1: I I have to think about the people who are getting those flower petals. It's true. And are they? Is there a recycling
2: program inside of this? True. You know that yep. they
1: got somebody who's sweeping up after the flower. I
2: imagine not because once they hit the ground, it's like that's a dirty flower. It's a dirty flower. Yeah.
1: Oh, we don't we don't we don't mess with dirty flowers around here. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: No. So then, so they've got do do they? Ha- it's just a massive import for them. You know, they grow how, that naturally. They, yeah. Are they from from the estate? Yeah. That, these, that they walk on. I, I've got a lot of questions, guys. So many questions about it's, it's, Zamunda. It's insane. Where are they getting their money
3: from? Yeah. Like, this seems like, like they are loaded. Yeah.
1: I think it's Wakanda is basically what so? this is. Yeah. yeah. I think Zamunda is the country and Wakanda is the city, I want to say. Okay. So, yes, I believe that that's what it is. I was... I
3: can buy that. I was thinking more blood diamonds, is kind of what, what okay. I was thinking. But I yeah. mean, what, whatever. Yeah, where's Leo? Oh, where's um, Le- where's no. Leo? <laughs> also, I like I like Eddie Murphy's accent. Yeah, I enjoy it very much. But what I don't like is that James Earl Jones is just like I'm not doing an accent. Uh, I'm James Earl Jones. Uh, you want you you hired me because it's my voice. Yeah. So I'm just gonna talk like I talk.
1: This is this is the way Zamundans Zim, <laughs> talk. That's just what it is. The moonians. Yeah. Yes, it's like we just decided we based that whole that whole dialect off of James Earl Jones, <laughs> and and that's
2: it. Well, maybe he's been he's been king for a while, and he's had to like go talk to like diplomats and like other constituents and everything like mm-hmm. that. And that and the and the main language is English, so he just kind of lost his accent along the way. He maybe that's a lot. it. Yeah, you know. Okay. Yeah, I hear I don't you. Know. I, don't know. I like it. Okay, I'm good with Thanks, that. Thanks, man. Okay. <laughs>
3: Uh what what's confusing to me remember this is like the first time I'm seeing a lot of this is um the he is he's leaving some top tier talent in his homeland to mm-hmm. go to America. Yeah. Like yeah. Like every, there's not an ugly person in Zamunda. No, there's not. Guys and girls. No. And and he, he he, yeah, top tier talent. Let's just leave it at top that. Top tier
1: talent. <laughs> that, 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 that that he's
3: thinking somehow in his brain that America's got better to offer.
1: Yeah. See, this is this is like what it was for. He's ahead of his time, you know. Cell phones, the internet. That's what this is. What it did, did to us as a whole, you know, as a as a global community is thinking that there's something better out there because you see something <laughs> on Instagram. And you know what, guys, you just got to take it. Live in your own world. Just appreciate what you got. And he can't appreciate it. He can't. He's getting his royal penis cleaned
3: every day.
2: So so speaking of talent. (laughs) 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 That... (laughs) Holding your breath for that long, man. And And somehow
3: not, like, getting your makeup
1: or your hair messed
3: up. There's no bubbles
2: coming up or anything. She rises out of the... Like, she doesn't, like, wipe her eyes or anything. She just... And looks like she hasn't... I, I don't know. She looks like, like a, she
1: just got baptized.
2: Yeah. Well, but I don't know the, if it was like a reverse shot, but she doesn't look wet at all. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I didn't
3: even think about that. That's I, amazing.
2: <laughs> I have to
1: if we're if we're talking about uh um other top-tier talent and even the woman that they're talking about to be his wife. Yeah. And uh she's been she's been basically brought up her whole life and groomed to be able to to serve and to please you. It's like what kind of training is she going through?
2: I don't yeah. know if I want to know. Yeah. I, uh, what has
1: she been through? I don't well, This that's like she can't be do, she's broken. Maybe now. I should stop talking. <laughs> They're going to kill her now. <laughs> she has no <laughs> other purpose in life. <laughs> yeah. Number 1, yeah. Now she has no other purpose in life. We'll talk about that in the you know as we get the big reveal at the end of this movie. But at the same time, if it's been rigorous training for her to just be able to service the new king. Yes. I don't like the thought of that. And what she's probably been through in her life. Yeah. I think that's pretty scary, guys. Yes. I'm gonna be honest with well,
3: you. Oh, this is a funny movie though. Oh, good. It's, it's very funny. Okay. Remember I, you guys remember Royal rem- Penis? Remember that right. one? We were just talking oh, about I, get it. I wish I had a Royal <laughs> Penis. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah. You do. You do. know. <laughs> <can I don't. laughs> um,
2: yeah, well, I mean like what's what is the training? Like if, yeah. when he woke up, do we not see her peeking inside the window just like how like what his yeah. routine is or anything like that? She's you know?
3: she's having like a weekly interview with the the royal penis washer to be yeah. like okay so what does he like in bed because obviously that's he's bed with all of them and it's yes. part of his daily routine mm-hmm. she's so like oh well he really likes to start up in missionary and then he really likes when
1: you get on top and then right
3: don't look him in the he, eye though <laughs> he may not seem <laughs> like <laughs> it down. okay
1: he seems like a really nice guy but it's a flip flop in the bedroom it's like you oh know, don't <laughs> if he asks
2: if he wants semi to come in.
3: Oh, it's boy. gonna be a bad day. It's gonna be a bad day. Yeah. Him well, and Sammy got a weird relationship. Well,
2: what do you like? He's like nah, it doesn't matter. That doesn't no, no. matter. We're not gonna. We're not pleasing no, no, no. you. We're pleasing him. Okay. Please, please.
3: Even, well, even if you're talking about this, this top tier talent in his land, just all the the lowly dancers that come in here to do this
2: tribal dance. Yeah. Come on, man. Like how? I was anticipating. Like I guess I wasn't anticipating it, but how was there not uproarious? like fanfare after this performance. Oh yeah. That was fucking incredible. It was
3: awesome. Something about that weird that weird shot where the camera comes back and they're coming towards the camera but they're yeah. like backwards dancing it's it is so impressive and and i'm assuming i actually heard that like paula abdul choreographed this yeah which makes me like it
1: worse and i i'm pretty sure it took like over an entire day of production just to get this one scene done yeah you know what i mean like it took so long probably to get this right
2: i heard too that it was an it was actually a sped up version of the thriller. dance Seriously. there's yeah. some
1: very very reminiscent movements because landis
2: directed that as well and then yeah. like I was, I was watching this you can see like shots i think he like uh like did his just recreated what he directed on the thriller video like there was like some sweeping like crane shots as the like dancers were coming at the camera it's pretty awesome you know it, i was like oh that's very reminiscent and i liked it a lot it's yeah. so good Oh, it's uh, <laughs>
1: it was it was very erotic, yeah. and
2: uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just yeah, Mike's everybody's right. turned on, even the males, even I was they... like you guys are good looking. Mike oh, is yeah. right, it's like there's not a there's not a fucking uh, you know what, one and a half in all that bunch.
3: I don't want to marry the arranged marriage, I would like dancer number seven,
2: yeah,
0: yeah,
3: <laughs> and then when I'm sick of her, I would like dancer number 10. How'd you
2: get into dancing? Mm-hmm. Do you, you like dancing, like what, what's your background on dancing? How about your favorite music, you know? Right, I'm sure people who aren't trained to be the server of the king might have some might be better for him. Yeah.
1: I um I, I got to say I, I think I have a well no it's uh, not it's not yet. It's okay. not yet. Oh. No wait, yes it is. Oh, a, pro- yeah? a prop. Yeah.
0: Ooh. Here's yeah. a
1: prop. <laughs> uh I want I want King Jaffe Joffers uh lion sash.
3: Damn, I okay. want the lion's ass. You would look really good in that. I
1: would wear it if I owned that. I would wear it everywhere. I'd sit in this chair with it, like, and I'd just be like, "Oh, hey guys,
3: I'm actually surprised you didn't find one online and bring it." <laughs> I know with the
1: with the like emerald eyes and yep. stuff, and like, yeah, you just I would just walk around like in the grocery store, just like deciding on what <laughs> milk to get, like. <laughs> Just like, who's the guy in the lion sash? It's like (laughs) confused breakfast. Have you heard of
3: him? It's fucking awesome. So dope. (laughs) I I'm going to tell you that I had I I normally don't pick cars, but I was very, very, very close to picking the Firebird. Yeah. Because that was like the thing's dope. Oh my God, that was my car of choice back in the day. I'm not gonna pick it. I'm sticking with the I don't pick vehicles. I don't have a garage big enough for it. But what I am gonna pick, and this is very off the wall. I want the train set in in the dude's <laughs> yeah, house that goes course. back and forth on the bar. On the bar? The, I want it yes. on our table, a little train that goes back and forth with shot
2: glasses on it. Yeah. Because I think yeah. that
3: is a that is useful for all of us.
2: You know, I like to roast you about trains a lot, <laughs> but I think it's very, very enduring. Endearing. Indeed. I endure it, but it's very <laughs> endearing. <laughs> is that what that means? It's
1: very enduring for us and very endearing to you. <laughs>
3: Like trains, man. I'm like that guy online that goes, That's
1: the bl 22 <laughs> yeah. ah, ah! no, the whistle's wonderful. too high.
2: <laughs> I'm going the hundred dollar bill with the key mine. Oh, good call. I want that just like as our first hundred dollar bill, you know? The first as dollars
3: a we made. Yeah. As a he's got his
1: own money. What
3: do you guys what do you guys think about OHA, uh Paul Bates?
1: Oh, it's it's amazing. I think
3: uh, I think my favorite part about him is that he he's emotionless. Yeah. Yes. But when he's singing this song, he's like has all the emotion, right? And then he hits his last note and just goes
1: mm. again zero <laughs> zero fanfare. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm it's applauding
3: ridiculous. that song. Like yeah. it's not good, but it's good enough for me to be like that. Took balls, bro. I'm yep. in. Yep. Yeah.
1: Did you guys have subtitles on for like the lyrics did, yeah. and everything? Uh-uh. I just want to say. She's your queen to be, a queen to be forever, a queen who will do whatever His Highness desires. She, she's your queen to be, a vision of perfection, an object of affection, to quench your royal fire, completely free from infection.
2: I'm your Venus. I'm your fire. <laughs> To be used
1: at your discretion, waiting only for your direction. You're a queen to be, nice. and then <laughs> right back to nothing. And
2: then nothing. <laughs> that r- rolls reverse. That is a Beyonce song. I think you're yeah. right. That's no doubt a Beyonce yeah, song. Yeah, I, I,
1: I'm actually. I'm pretty sure uh, Megan the Stallion actually just released that. Re released it. <laughs> <I see. laughs>
2: or some sort of Doja Cat or something. Yeah, one of them. <laughs>
3: This conversation that like, he brings his new his new bride into the back room. And the like, whatever you like, mm-hmm. whatever you like. This is the same conversation I had with my wife every time we're trying to decide where to go to eat. I think that's accurate. Yeah. It's, it's like, the, this is like the original version of the, what do you want?
1: Yes. What, what do, you do you want? want? <laughs>
3: this is the first version of that. <laughs> what? you like, whatever, whatever you like. Whatever you like. And also, can you explain to me, I will start
1: nitpicking at this movie a little bit. Why the fourth wall break here? It's a it's Landis a, thing. It's a John Landis thing, I think. Yeah. But, it, it, but why? Yeah, I mean, it's. <laughs> I like
3: is it. Is it really a John Landis thing, though? Like, he does it in a okay. lot of his movies. Okay, he does. You're yeah, right.
1: He does in a lot of his movies.
3: At first, I, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, that was cool. Second time I saw it, I was like, but why?
1: Yeah. It, it, it's it's <laughs> always a subtle thing. It's always, it's usually pretty subtle. I, I like the fourth break. I, I think it it helps you understand that he's like you got to be kidding me right yeah. like it, it it very subtly but somehow very directly tells you that this character is fed up with this That's i think true, it also you know? helps
2: you understand like the like well, to try to nudge you into the direction of suspension of disbelief because zamunda's a, a fake mm-hmm. country city whatever it is and I th- a lot of the things that happen in this movie are ve- like you know M- mcdowell's yeah. is like it seems like it's in another universe that actually mcdonald's exists in as well yeah but i like to think that it's just like another like we talk about sometimes like the burbs or something yeah yeah, yeah. like it's another plane of existence that's happening in real life you know i like that's what i think about and that's what i like about it
1: oh that's pretty cool yeah i hear you got to talk about arsenio hall semi and uh, semi is just he loves this world that he lives in like he is he's stoked to be basically i mean he's I don't think of him as a servant or anything in this like this role. That's what his like maybe his title was or something. But he's just like the best friend of of Akeem mm-hmm. in this, right? I will say I'm very sad that we didn't have an Arsenio Hall blade. Damn! I want after Whoa. watching him in this in the in the battle like the the sparring thing. I'm like I need him as blade. Wow! And I wish we had that. I'm
2: very sad we never did. Uh, can we go like a comedic blade?
1: Yeah, That'd be like, with funny. Arsenio Hall? Yeah, like Deadpool style almost. I mean, the I little think little he'd Deadpool. be a great funny.
2: Yeah, I think he'd be a great blade, no doubt, like even if it's like a serious one, but like a mm-hmm. comedic one. Oh man. Oh,
1: dude. He he would look so good. Arsenio Hall in this movie is like basically beautiful.
2: Yeah. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> again, there is no ugly people in this like, movie. There is a there's a chiseled Arsenio Hall. Yeah. And you, uh, even even all the other characters he plays, it, they're all great. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so it, I feel it like, because so this is very
2: early on in Arsenio
3: Hall's career. He hadn't done the Arsenio Hall show yet. I right. don't think he has much credit to his name. You you feel like this is him in real life, kind of, that he's just having a blast on set? Because there's a moment during the ceremony where, like, the, the camera's way in the back looking towards, like, the altar area, and Arsenio, like, leans in and says something to... Um, uh, Akeem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To Akeem, and then like Akeem laughs, and then and like shoves him away. That <laughs> wouldn't be in a script, right? You know, fr- from a far away shot, kind of a thing. Uh, like so you almost feel like he was. It was he was like saying, hey, "Isn't this great? We're in a fucking movie, or yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. like something like that." I, I don't. It just felt like he was having a blast on set. Uh, I, he he
1: he brings a really. I think he brings a really good vibe to it. Yeah, the whole, the whole production of it. Um, just having him be there.
2: I think it's my favorite. I don't know why, but it's one of my favorite jokes ever and it's it's the whole plot of this movie. Like it's like, "Oh, where where does where does one where does one find a woman in New York, a woman suitable for a king?" Queens. Queens. I f- I fucking love that. I think it's hilarious. I think that's like a, an amazing joke in and of itself and the fact that they based a whole movie plot around it is amazing.
1: Yeah. Um I I do think uh it's it's funny it's New York or or Los Angeles, it's like the city of angels. Or do you go, do you go to the <laughs> yeah. city of angels or the city of queens? It's like in <laughs> what like Iowa doesn't have someone worthy of a bride. Yeah, what the
3: hell? There's heck? a
2: Brooklyn, Iowa. Y- yeah, a,
1: a what? A Brooklyn, Iowa. A Brooklyn. Okay, yeah, that's true. Well, a, a king doesn't want a Brooklyn. He wants it's a queen. True. It's true. So. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't want a pawn. He
2: wants a queen. You get it. I
3: that's also fun. had a an idea when they were having this conversation, uh, like a like a TikTok idea that I may not make because it might get us in trouble. Mm. Um, But he goes, I want I want a woman who can stimulate my intellect as well as my loins in America cut scene to Miss South Carolina answering that question from the pageant going, <laughs> And then if they go to, um, and then,
2: you know, like, and like therefore, and, and therefore,
3: as well. and as in such, that's what I want. That's what I want the TikTok to be where, and then he goes, never mind. It, it is a silly place. <laughs> they are not intellectually strong over there. So
2: yeah, probably get us in trouble. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure this entire episode is going to get some trouble. Yep. Yeah. A uh, little,
1: little connection here with James Earl Jones and, and, uh, his son. And, uh, it's like I just always assumed you sleep with your bathers. It's like ah, I God, do. I do. It's like whoa, <laughs> creepy James Earl Jones. <laughs> I do. Whoa. <laughs> Take a step back here. Uh, also, what about mom? Wait, uh, never mind. Uh, I don't know. It's just no. He just sleeps with everybody. Yes, yeah. yeah. he is the king. You're He's the, the king. king. King, King, jo- jo-
3: I thought, I thought it was King Joffrey. That is yeah. What yeah. I, kept I got,
1: I irked every time. Like, <laughs> ah.
3: Ugh, I hate that guy. I kind of hate anyone named Joffrey. I hate him. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, I love that. He just, uh, they walk, they just walk in and he just says, uh, yeah, my son's going to go travel for 40 days. You can all go home.
3: Were, were they
1: going to get married?
3: Was this going to happen right now? Like, I think uh, that, I think it was going to happen right now. I think right? you're right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because he's like dressed the same there as he was in the beginning. Yes, uh, or, or as in the in the end, I mean, right? For yeah, the most part. yeah, I think so. you're right,
3: and the, and I think all kind of the same people were still there, same room, kind of a deal. So yeah, yeah. imagine <laughs> imagine Sean Sean announces his wedding date, and we all show up, and he goes. You guys are all here. Everybody <laughs> made the trip, but I'm going to be gone for 40 days. Come back then.
0: I
2: gotta, can you imagine I go get laid so many times and then come back? Or, or, or that's what people are thinking. Yes. Know? Like what?
1: Well, yeah. Like okay, two things. I'd be so pissed. Um, I'm like, can we still
2: eat at least? So, yeah, well, and I was
1: going to bring it up. Like, what are the caterers thinking at this point? <laughs> well, I was. I'm You're just bringing like, it up. oh, we
2: can't. I'm we bringing can't, it up you know. now. Is like, did they wait the entire time? <laughs> <laughs> they, they like they were just to. there like staying around like trying like stirring the the, the mashed <laughs> yeah. potatoes and the heaters yeah, you gotta keep
1: going you gotta keep those little those little like blue flame things under the chafing dishes <laughs> and
3: they run out of like
2: alcohol fuel so you yeah. gotta keep switch yeah, it, it switch it swap it out Come on after 40 days like okay he's back okay shit the food is terrible uh, get the chairs back out get the
1: tables get everything ready oh fuck man. I never understood the terms either of sow your royal oats and it's just that's to go sow your oats. Yeah. And that's just basically what it is. That's go um go take your
3: royal penis and mm-hmm. insert it into as many other holes as you can in forty days. Gotcha.
1: Is what he's referring so you, to, right? You sow up your seed into yes. as many pouches as possible. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I don't like
2: it. So, <laughs> it opens uh, up and there's like a little confetti, just like it's oh. like a, l- a little fun package. Like <laughs> and it's it's like there's a little recording inside, kind of like those fun cards you get. It's like it's, and then you're just like and then it gives you instructions to just it's just a, <laughs> pour it in.
1: I think I think the the, the the it's just always the what OHA sings every single time. <laughs> <laughs> every single time, pants come off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can I just send out my oats? I don't need to go to New York. Yeah. <laughs> Does
1: Ota have to also also be there for yes. Or Oha? He has to be there for every uh, event as well. Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He can't wipe his ass by himself. He cannot come by himself. <laughs> <laughs> Before
3: we move on to scene two, we got to give a shout out to our amazing sponsor, NordVPN, for helping us keep the lights on. We live in a world where everything we do is online. We're constantly connected to Wi Fi, exposing all our most sensitive information. Luckily, NordVPN has all the tools that we all need. They're providing a service that protects our internet connection and privacy online. It creates an, an encrypted tunnel for your data and protects your online identity by hiding your IP address and masking your virtual location. I've been using the service for like seven months now. Um, and I feel so good about being on public Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Like I'm on there a lot, and I just have no fear of third-party people spying on me, tracking my info while I'm using these random websites and apps on my phone. There's so many other reasons to consider NordVPN, like um, access to blocked websites, yeah. watching TV films via other streaming surface services in other countries, avoiding unlawful government surveillance, and more. We talked about in the past, like how, how you could watch Snow Snowpiercer. Mm-hmm. Only because you had you could go to another country's VPN kind of thing. Um, the blues. I was talking about that last week. It's it's crucial to have this to be able to watch stuff that I want to watch.
2: Well, right. I, I heard about this thing. If you go to like a cafe and you you find like a just a random uh, Wi-Fi network you can connect to, sometimes it's like nefarious people yep. trying to get your information, and it's like that completely makes you safe from all that. You're, you're
3: adding like just instant access to your to your data yeah. by, that, by using these things. So having that protection is huge. We think everybody should go try it. Um, go to NordVPN.com slash breakfast to get more info and a free bonus. And it's completely risk-free. Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. We're happy to have these guys back there. They're a great company. They're directly supporting this podcast. So you guys going there, using that uh, NordVPN.com slash breakfast link Helps us out. Helps keep our lights on. Keeps them happy. We think you should go check them out. Brought to you by the Confused Breakfast Boys. Thank you. Mm. Go get that discount. So scene two. Akeem and Semi decide to travel to Queens, New York under the guise of poor foreign students. They rent an apartment and go to a barbershop and local church function seeking to fit fit in. There, Akeem encounters Lisa McDowell and falls in love.
2: I love when he gets there, and he's just like, Halt! Yeah. <laughs> and the, 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 the New Yorker cab driver just gets out instantly and is like, You
0: dumb fuck! <laughs> <laughs> we are just, we, we, no one can
1: know that we're, that, um, that we're royalty, okay? We're poor African students. Meanwhile, just the train of just luggage <laughs> behind them. And people are watching yeah. them like, what the heck is going on? Who are we watching come through here? You've
3: been in the airport before where there's an entourage of people, and you're like, What? Who is that? I yeah. mean, it, yeah, you see it and you you cannot help but stare Yeah, what is
1: all you do is it's yeah, you just watch them and then how they just tied all that luggage onto the cab. <laughs> That's like you can see it in the in the on the windshield yep. and everything or the 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 rear. Windshield or whatever behind them uh, when they're in the cab and everything. I just and I love that he's like, you guys should go to Manhattan, go to the palace. Like the palace sounds great, and Akeem just shuts it down. And you're right, this actually would have been. I think it would have been just as interesting if they had gone to Manhattan as Queens. F Y I,
3: it doesn't matter where they go, right? We just we're just getting this, which by the way, I love that that late '80s, early '90s New York. Oh like yeah! Vibe. I don't always know. always steam coming out of everything. Like just gross snow on the ground. Yeah, Everybody's yeah. a jerk. I I agree with you, man. Like it doesn't it doesn't have to have that payoff or whatever. Yeah. But for some reason they're like, no, it has to. We we got to have this. Yeah. And I don't really think I don't buy him. Like this guy has lived twenty one years of his life, never once seeing squalor and like having to do anything. There is no way that he would be fine living this lifestyle.
1: Yeah. No way. It's like a it's the equivalent of little kids like when you're doing a chore and a little kid wants to help. <laughs> like sweep or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like little kids find it fun, but yeah. like as an as a as an adult you're like this is this is obnoxious. This is a chore. This is not fun right now but a little kid is like oh yeah what do we do it oh we're sweeping oh Ooh. yeah Ooh, how do you mop and stuff yeah with the mopping bucket well, I think you're like, explaining cool. the
2: point of it as you're speaking is just is the fish out of water kind of thing yeah, It's, it, it's the jovial that's what's fun about it to me is like watching them be so jovial about like everyday crummy life in New York uh, I, I like it but but okay okay you
3: guys you guys have nice middle class lives where you can buy what you want and you you have a warm home with a night freshly washed sheets and like good smells in your house because you have a good significant other who makes it nice in there. If if I were to take you tomorrow and put you into a one star Motel Six bedroom, you would be you would not you would leave. You would not <laughs> spend the night.
2: I don't know. Man. <laughs> I, w- I well then, dude.
3: Like I'm just saying. So and that's just our little small difference. Like you're even able to consider. He's coming from complete.
2: Royal luxury. Would I want to stay there for like a whole week? No. but like Not a, for 40 days. Yeah. If 40 it, days yeah, 40 if it was like, It was like a, like, oh, you're going there to investigate a haunting. You know? Like, <sighs> Which, yeah. By I the
3: think, way, uh, the Silence of the Lambs house, you can stay in Buffalo Bill's house now? No shit. We should probably go there.
1: Oh, no. I don't think we should. <laughs> sounds awful. It sounds like I'm going to get the room that's just the hole. Yeah. I that's the like
0: plan. It. Ugh! But that's uh, what I
2: hate about like Ghost Adventures is that like they they will go to like oh the this is where they filmed Shawshank Redemption you know or like yeah. this is where they filmed this one movie that has nothing to do with anything but it's like oh it's haunted but because it's the they, haunted they, they filmed a scary movie there it's like what the fuck are you doing anyway that's a that's a, <laughs> that's a whole <laughs> we can that. cut that out
3: no, no 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 we I'm just I, I'll leave it at that I just do not buy him just being happy about living in in this place
1: it's it's this.
3: It's, but do you enjoy
2: watching him be like? Yeah, so
3: the the the. In fact, yeah, I, I, like everything's wrong about it, but I enjoy it because even when he's like, here's the here's the room. There's no window. The one window looks out on a brick brick yeah. wall. Cut scene to him on coming out of a window, looking at the wide open world, going, "Yes, and fuck you too." Like <laughs> that's a what, good point. What what room? Are you, what what happened to that room? Continuity the, era. Yeah, continuity, no big deal. But <laughs> but did I laugh and go? <laughs> I did.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Well. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna keep beating down this well dead dog in this situation. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, damn <laughs> shame what they did to that dog. Um, but <laughs> they outlined his cane on the floor. <laughs> 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 Why? <laughs> um, I just, it's it's being that far removed, you know. We, we're we we're close enough to it that we have seen it before. But when you've never seen it before, like, he probably has never seen no, it.
3: No, he's never left
1: he, the palace he's never walls. Never left the palace walls, is what he says. And to be able to see it is, like, is probably, like, him visiting a... A live in museum of some sort, yeah. right?
2: Like, oh, look at this. Isn't that oh. crazy
1: how the other side lives? Oh, huh? so this
2: is dirt. Oh. Yes. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well you know when you go to a restaurant and you're like in, in a different state or city or whatever, yeah. and like you have to have the, the thing. The thing the thing from the menu because that's the best thing. Right. I think that's what he's doing. It's you what know? they do down here. It's what yeah. It's yeah, you have these New Yorkers live. Dude, you have no, no, to experience the thing. You have to you <laughs> have to get the worthwhile
3: visceral experience. You're trying to complain. You're trying <laughs> to you're trying to compare me eating a Bloomin' Onion at Outback Steakhouse <laughs> to Akeem <laughs> staying in a one-star
2: motel. <laughs>
1: yeah. You're <laughs> yeah. Dude, that is a negative three-star hotel. <laughs> is a okay.
2: one star. Outback <laughs> is a one-star fucking restaurant. And guess all, right? what? Bloomin' Onion is oh, better
1: than him
3: staying in this apartment.
2: <laughs> Ooh, this is what they do down, the, down in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, neat.
1: Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, Foster's Ooh. Australian for beer. <laughs> Can I get another Foster's? Ooh.
2: Oh wait, there's still some in this one because it's so big. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> let's let fucking leave this conversation. We can behind. we to argue about this all damn day. Uh, I
3: I do want to I do want to bring up another issue here. I, I do think I think this movie's too long, and I think there's a lot of things that they that they could have cut out. One of them being um, so like the the barbershop got characters. That's a big part of this movie because it's it, what two of them are Arsenio or no one's Arsenio one's. Uh, Eddie Murphy, yeah. but but regardless, this first cut, like they pull up to go to their apartment, and then they give us barbershop stuff, yeah. then they go back to apartment, and then they come down to the barbershop, and they're all there together. Mm-hmm. I, I'm saying they could have just made that one scene. They, they didn't have to be like, oh, look, we're going to do this barbershop thing. It's going to come back a lot, but here's your first taste of it, yeah. even though it has nothing to do with the plot. Because our main characters are not here yet, mm. you know? So I don't know. That's Those are moments where I'm like, they could just cut this. You
2: know, but they were like, having a lot of fun, obviously, with it. It's interesting. I I think I sort of agree with you, and I sort of disagree, because w- while watching it, I never really felt the length at all. I felt like, a lo- like I was entertained the whole time. Yeah. Um, but also... The the running length makes me not want to sit down and watch it. When you when
3: you get on Netflix and you click it, it goes 192 minutes. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's
2: it's just. I think you're right. They could have cut like little things out of here and there, and maybe maybe 10, 15 minutes could have been cut out of this, but. Yeah, but, but we needed to see Cuba Gooding
1: Jr. without without to,
2: a speaking role.
1: That's right. You, you had to you had to have him in there. He was supposed to have a speaking role, yeah. I think. And then like he probably got to the the premiere and was like, "Oh yeah, I brought my mom. I'm really excited. <laughs> I have this one line. I'm really excited. i mean It's like, "Mom, here it comes, here it comes. Here's what I say. Here's your and moment, just, baby. Here's your moment." And just <laughs> right as his cuts. mouth
3: opens to go, <laughs> well, he had he wasn't really anybody at this point. No, because would you say like Boys in the Hood was his first kind of like. Probably. Yeah. And that was ninety-one. Yeah, yeah. So like he was Couple just kind of just a good looking he's a good looking guy in this yeah, movie. My there's <laughs> no one ugly in this movie. I'm serious.
1: This is I think it was. I think this was like his first thing like he did on screen ever. And and like uh he just the smallest of cameos, just not even technically really getting his hair cut by Eddie Murphy <laughs> in makeup. I just love that when it's just like they cut back and it's just it's just the 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 old cantankerous barber and he's just like Cutting the air around the hair,
2: <laughs> I just I just love that so much for some reason. Yeah, I I, I liked all the different characters that the and uh, Eddie Murphy played. Um, I liked that aspect about it, and like obviously he would go on to do just that. This became mostly. his thing. Basically, and
3: it was
1: the first time he really did this.
3: Yeah, this maybe. may have, have been in general maybe one of the first popular versions of anyone doing this, Definitely. right? From from what I know, well,
2: I think he he based it off of um, uh, Doctor Strangelove, okay, right? Uh, Peter Sellers, multiple characters in that, uh, have heavy makeup in some in some of the characters, and you know. Um, well, speaking of the makeup, it's all Rick Baker who did uh, American Werewolf from London, oh. and John Landis as well. It's
3: Dude. it's really like that's my dream is to be put up in 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 a makeup like that to where you don't know who I am because and just like, go around. I
2: think uh, when he was when Eddie Murphy was a Jewish character, the I forget his Saul. name. Saul Saul. Uh, he like, he got the makeup done and everything like that, and then he went to like a uh, another lot on the set. And, was like, and just speak, spoke like Eddie Murphy. He was like, Hi, I'm Eddie Murphy. And they're like, No, you're not. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Who what the hell is are this you?
1: guy? Why is he on my set? <laughs> yeah, it was that convincing. It, it looks amazing. Yeah. There's at no point, for me, anyways, there's no point where I was like, Oh, yeah, there's Eddie Murphy. I actually I, didn't know it was I him. Still I didn't either, man. Nope. I didn't even believe it when it said, Oh, this is also Eddie Murphy. Yeah. You know? I like, didn't
2: believe, sorry, I didn't believe it was Arsenio. No, the other guy. no. The huge teeth. and I yeah. thought it was a trash. Yeah, <laughs> I,
1: It's all amazing. And it kind of makes a fun game out of the movie yeah. almost to be like, oh, who's, who's Eddie Murphy? Who's Ars- Arsenio Hall? And yeah. Like, it's, it's pretty fun. The one guy who's not either of them is Clint Smith, I think is I his think name. so, yeah. And, and he's, I thought for sure he was Eddie Murphy. I thought for sure it was Eddie Murphy in makeup again somehow. Clint Smith. Clint Smith. He's like uh, – the, the middle of the, the three yeah. barbers. Oh, right, right. That boy is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, guy, like, <laughs> <laughs> that guy, he said, he's, man, you're you lying. You ain't, you ain't never seen uh, – you ain't never met no Frank Sinatra. It's like that sounds like Eddie Murphy, I man, know. like doing a bit. It sounds great. I got a question for you guys.
3: You can only go on a date – with one of these women that they that they speed date with
1: (laughs) but you have to go you
3: you have you have to pick one of them here's your choices you got the 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 devil inside of me woman right here hold hold on you gotta hear them all you got the 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 high high needs alcoholic like you got to be spending hours on me while I'm pounding shots you got the the money grubber but very good looking but asking what kind of car you drive you got the lady with husband on death row. You got the conjoined twins that were, we're separated. separated. You got the the huge boobs that likes group stuff. Yeah. You got the, the lady that thought she was Joan of Arc, lighting her
2: hand on fire.
1: <laughs> Joan
3: you of got Arc. you got the beatboxing twins, and you have the endless talker. Who are you, who are you going on a date? Uh,
2: with? You know, jokes aside, <laughs> I, I, Devil Woman is my is my is my is that's my main chick. But like, that's the joke. That aside, Arsenio is. <laughs> fucking amazing he looks great i didn't include him sorry Sunday sorry she yes yeah
1: she yeah. looks great yeah yeah i love her I, I just want to take you eat you up <laughs> as your little
0: friend too <laughs> like, <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> the
2: spit, one of the best spit takes ever i, I love that oh
3: <laughs> uh, yeah i think uh i think i gotta go with uh I gotta go with the twins who were just separated. Twins are, I think yeah. I'm going
1: with the beatbox twins. You want the beatbox twins? <laughs> yeah. You guys well, both uh, going for twins. N- right. MC's trying to get in my pants. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the best. All the all the DJs wanna feel my breath. Uh uh. Uh-uh. Uh uh-uh, uh uh-uh. <laughs> It's actually really good. It's kind of a
2: good beatbox, but like over and over again. Hey,
1: maybe that's just like the tune of while you're doing. Maybe it. that's what AJ
2: likes. Maybe have you ever thought about she, knowing she gets, your friend better?
1: She gives you a soft beat while you and the sister are doing the thing, and then they swap out, you know? Right, yeah. Come on, All guys. Right. Just, uh, but have some fun. Right. Okay, but
3: then <laughs> let me take this to the next level, though. I, I don't want to be this guy, but of every woman we've seen in this entire movie, we even get to the I'm like, okay, here's the point where we're gonna meet the girl that he falls in love with. I see his sister first. Yeah. And mm. I'm like, there she is, that's the one. And then they but then they get to Lisa and I was like. Oh, that's that's the love interest.
2: Okay, of every of everyone in the whole movie. Okay, like you're saying, like being being a man looks wise. Yes,
3: I'm. I'm just saying it, it was a. Yeah, it was a. It just seemed like I didn't see it coming. I was like, okay, well. There's the sister Lisa. Now they're gonna go back to whatever, Patrice. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh no, it's this one. Okay. It's Lisa. It's Lisa. Lisa's. the one. Oh. Okay. 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 Does that make sense where I'm going with that? Like it it seemed, <laughs> no, it seemed I know. a bit confusing.
2: No, I I was I was thinking the kind of the same thing where I'm like, oh, that's that's what the, that's where that's they're going. The one. That's where they're going. But then like over time, like she's more in the movie. Yes. I, she's so charming. And- she completely and again, there is no unattractive people in this movie. Is it, I'm just yes, saying there are yes. there are levels of it. Yeah. And it was
3: just those it was a he he doesn't know anything about her. Just from the speech, all all she does is say, We gotta give money back. He's like <gasps>
2: Law of attraction, man. That's the why." She's I being watched. she's being selfless. She he likes that in a woman. She's yeah. wholesome? Yeah. She's
1: she's not in a bikini like you. <laughs> I guess. Like, it. what do you think about the Reverend?
2: Yeah. Like like oh. Arsenio? Oh, he might be. That might he be my favorite amazing. character in the movie. I, do, you, do you hear <laughs> what he's talking he about? He looks and sounds like he wrote Monster Mash. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's terrifying. <laughs> oh, that's, hard. that's a good one. That's a good one right there. <laughs> if loving the Lord is wrong. <laughs> When he's sitting up there,
1: he's talking, and he's like, he's talking about the women. He's like, he's like, now I know there's a God because they produce. He <laughs> produced these women, Larry Flint and Hugh Hefner. They can take the pictures of these women, but he can't produce them. Only the Lord can produce the woman. Like, that. only the Lord put your trust. Like, like, oh my God! Talking about Larry Flint and Hugh Hefner, like t- taking the pictures, but they they don't make them. Uh-uh. They don't make these angels. <laughs> it's just it's just nonstop. You you're getting his barrage, then you're getting
2: the Randy Watson. chocolate song. <laughs> oh my
3: god. Is this a re- is this a reference
2: to anything? I or, don't know. Or is it, this just a made-up song? Could maybe be uh what's his goddamn name? Rick James. Rick James okay. a little bit. Because I or, know that the Murphys have a past. Yeah, or
3: like it felt um, it felt like it was a mixture, like like Prince,
1: yeah. almost a little Prince too. Yeah. Like yeah. they
3: were kind of going after him a little bit. Yeah,
1: uh, it's
2: uh, Mr. Randy Watson. <laughs> I, he's I love so how great. nobody. loved
0: him. He's like God, damn. <laughs> that boy is good.
2: <laughs> Doesn't he drop the mic even and just gonna like? Yeah, he's just like <laughs> I love it. He's just
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> It's my favorite thing. It's a, it's it's the most rewatched thing for me. It's just like give it up on my band, Sexual Chocolate.
2: Sexual <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate. He's
1: like, you're also lovely. You're lovely out here. Give yourselves a round of applause. It's like I always hate the person who says give yourself a round of yes. applause, oh, and good. I love that he did this. And again, it's the makeup that is just phenomenal. And that's I just, Eddie Murphy, right? It's Eddie Murphy. Oh my god. And and like they they put him in this in this uh like the wig and and the, like. Again, it, the makeup is yeah, so well really good done, sense. man. And for he's singing, the children are our future. <laughs> I believe the children are our future. They don't need the way. Just... <laughs> <laughs> well, the best song in the movie, though, is
3: Soul Glow, though, right? God oh, damn. Dude. Who
2: performed that? Uh, I've read it, and I fucking it, forgot. It's somebody what, prominent.
3: Really? I think so. You tell me about it. I'm going to look it up real so, quick.
1: Dude, well, Soul Glow, I... I love the way when they find when they see it, and it's mm. just on that wall of TVs so that not a probably thing anymore, yeah. they will probably end up in some bad guys layer, but you know it's just a wall <laughs> of TVs <laughs> that and some like Mister Hand layer, yeah, yeah, exactly. Some sort of teenage shredder, human. yes, <laughs> yes. Um, like <laughs> the claw. You mean? Yeah, sorry,
2: <laughs> yeah. But it's I love it. Gadget, but...
0: Just let your song.
1: It just it goes on forever, and it's so glow.
2: Let's say like I that's why it adds to like the, the my point er, earlier where it's like this is like on a different plane of existence, you yeah. know? Because that's like a product that doesn't exist. I like that about it. You know, I like that they made their whole like yeah, they made an actual commercial by themselves. I don't know. I just didn't it, have to do it's that. It's very but... inclusive into this world, but this world is like just outside of reality, you know? Yes. It's weird. It said the
3: the song was sung by an artist named Christopher Max. Um, who's the son of Eugene McDaniels, who wrote songs like feel, feel Like Making Love and a few other things like that. So, oh. yeah. I don't recognize that name. Gosh.
2: Like Bad Company?
1: Feel like? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Huh. Well, either way, it's brilliant. It really and and the great. fact that it becomes like um, Daryl's theme song.
3: <laughs> so is he? We haven't gotten there yet. But is he listening to that when he is he listening to the song? I think he, he pulls, is. Okay, great.
0: I need
1: him to be. I need him to be because it's the fact that he's basically in his own commercial yeah. is what it is. He yeah. rolls up and he like kind of spritzes it on and everything. <laughs> he like picks his hair out and then he like he uh
2: <laughs> into the, okay. the rearview mirror I fucking hate him dude. Let's, let's, let's move go. on let's I get hate there. to love him I'd love get to there. hate
3: him So scene three In an attempt to get close to Lisa Akeem and Sammy get a job at McDonald's, Which is Lisa's father's fast food restaurant Akeem's attempts to win Lisa's love Are complicated by Lisa's lazy and obnoxious boyfriend Daryl
2: Jenks Whose father owns Soul Glow So I just want to get it out of the way real quick That uh, I love Eddie Murphy's smile I think it's the best smile on the entire planet and it's literally in my notes. Okay. The exact same thing. <laughs> like we said when people were viewing it, how do you not smile when he smiles? Yeah. It's that, so
3: good. Like take take an example in the movie when he's mopping the floor, walking past her back yes, and forth. That's
2: kind of that's I think My that's God, my dude. Is, yeah.
3: Like you can't you can't not like you're <laughs> that
1: guy's lying. If you if you didn't laugh at that, if you didn't get anything out of that, you're a liar. Yeah. No, that's it. It's that is way too funny and it's just the it's a long shot of him going back and then forth
3: <laughs> I don't even know how to smile like that like I don't think I could if I tried I
1: know like, it's just so joy so much joy
3: in his face right yes. there in that moment
1: and it's amazing and he's, he has so much pride as they mention in the movie it's like he has so much pride in his janitorial duties of just like I've recently been placed in charge of trust <laughs> Would Do you, you have, have
2: any that I, I can reset? Yeah. <laughs> just, when you think
1: of garbage, think of a thing. <laughs> he, he's like, I just hurt myself.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Tell me, explain to me this McDonald's thing. Like, I don't, I don't understand why they couldn't just make up like a whatever place. Why did it have to? Why did it have to have this McDonald's um, like connotation? And then even then, why did they have the guy with the camera come up and like take the photos? I I heard that like that someone really thought that this was like it was a McDonald's spy. Really oh. thought that really thought that they like because they had okayed this I guess with McDonald's.
0: Yeah,
2: they had to have. They, they, they right. Them.
3: But then this guy came up and was like, "You're never, like any like." I guess this moment really happened. Really? to them, like we're gonna report this, but like that's a funny joke and a funny story to tell. But why put that in the movie? That never pays off. Yeah, that guy know. taking the photos
2: going, eh, "You're going to hear about this." And then like that never becomes a thing. This does add to your point, I guess, where it's just like maybe some things we don't need. I don't know if we need yeah. that at all. No.
1: The explanation of like the like how they're similar but different. We are know?
2: we we get
3: it. Like McDonald's, yeah. McDonald's. I get it.
1: The golden the golden arcs. <laughs> Wow. The the Mick uh the yeah. Big Mick. The Big Mick, but, which is kind of Well, let's be real here, dude.
3: If you had your choice between Sesame seed bun and regular bun. What are you taking? I
1: think sesame I, seed. I think I take a regular I bun. I think I would too. Yeah, because to. yeah, yeah, like I don't understand the idea of a sesame seed bun. Do you think I want sesame? Seeds? I think I'm just yeah.
2: thinking sesame seed. You guys haven't seen the menu, probably. Mm. There's the ending burger. That's the best burger I've ever like. Kahuna burger mm. is dethroned now by the menu. Oh wow. People who have seen the menu hit hit me up because it's the best looking burger in the entire world. But that's why I say sesame. Seed. got sesame seed bun. Yeah. Okay.
1: See, I I think. I think sesame seed buns are just, I think they're overrated. I think they're meant to look bougie. Yeah. And that's about it. It's meant to make a guy like Sean be like, I want yeah. one. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I want one. I'm bougie. See, he's real bougie <laughs> about it. Yeah. it, it is kind of it's just kind of a a very random, you know, it's just like an underlying joke. It's yeah. just that we just want to keep going. They're like
2: we got unlimited budget. We'll just do whatever we want. I do enjoy John Amos as uh, sorry. What's his damn uh, name? Cleo. Cleo. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I I I love him and his like I like I like his performance of yeah. like you know his uh, like espionage of McDonald's. You know, yeah. I guess I I like that a lot. But other than that, why is it here? I understand. Yeah. It's,
1: I think it it also does play for the fact that that um, you know everybody knows what McDonald's is, right? But not Akeem and semi. They it's have true. no idea. Yeah. They're just it's just McDowells. Like it's just a thing. You know what I mean? And maybe but again, there's I, no payoff for it.
2: Yeah. Maybe the only payoff is like their loyalty to Cleo. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't know they don't know about Mc I don't know. It doesn't that's a stretch. Yeah. That's a huge stretch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like
1: we're we're diving into like just this part of the
3: joke, yeah. right? I don't know. I don't know. I,
1: I'm thinking you're
3: gonna want me to hit the button here. Is anybody asking for the button when we're going to talk I about? I think he
2: might be the only one. Do it. Hit it.
3: If we were on a train to yes. go punch a face, yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. So you guys are saying that Daryl is the most punchable face this movie? I
1: mean, come on. Like, what do you think? I
3: I think I think that Eric LaSalle is a beautiful man. Yeah, of course no, he like, is. my God, <laughs> he's, he's got, speak of a smile, like he's got a smile to rival Eddie Murphy's in this movie. So I don't know if I,
2: name wasn't Chris LaSalle, it would be sexual charm <laughs> <It would> be... <laughs> He
1: is the definition.
2: <laughs> he, I mean, he's, he's rolling
3: in that firebird. He's, he's soul glowing himself. Like, I don't think, I, I don't think I'm going to punch anybody in this movie. That dude's I, It was really hard, glowed.
2: man. He, he's, <laughs> <laughs> His tubes are so
3: glowed. <laughs> they have to be.
0: You know they are. They are. have to be. He, 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 did, he does his <laughs> stains in his underwear every time grease <laughs> stain. <them laughs> That's why you can't buy
3: old Firebirds right now because yeah. all the poultry is like yeah, all fucked up. it's all stained from, yeah.
2: <laughs> from so glow users. <laughs> um, yeah, I. he was the only one for me, even though he is great, uh, just because he is a douche, but he's so very. Um, Stereotypically d- yeah. douche, and so I don't fault him for that. But if we have to have one, he is mine.
1: Okay, I, there is there's. And a, I guess we don't have to have. We don't, one. We don't, have we don't to always have, have one. to have one. There is. I think there's like. uh I'm pretty sure there's only like like two two like white dudes in this. One is Louis Anderson, yeah. awesome, and the other is a dude. Who is just at the at the party randomly. Really? I and don't... he's like, uh who's talking to him? I think Cleo is talking to him or something. Uh and he's just talking to this like shrimpy short dude who's just looks like a turd. <laughs> so maybe it's
2: that guy. Watch your mouth. <laughs> That's Toby Hooper.
0: Oh no. Wait what?
2: <laughs> That's Toby Hooper, the director of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, <laughs> Poltergeist. Oh, you mean so the dumbest guy of the movie? Shut, shut up! up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks,
1: thanks for making my point, Sean. Of most oh, punchable, you should have,
3: John. You should have just shut your
2: mouth on that. <laughs>
1: Oh my god, <laughs> that's amazing! I mean, what what was the
3: what's the reason there? Were they just friends John and Landis like, and Toby. yeah okay, cool. like they're
2: all good buddies and yeah, he just <laughs> was just
3: in the movie and and yeah I'm not punching Louis Anderson I love oh, absolutely not Why
2: does he look like he always wears this outfit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why does it, it suit him so
1: much? Louis Anderson is the Big Mac. <laughs> like, that's just <laughs> what he is. Oh, I'm Louie Anderson. <laughs>
3: I'm Louie
0: Anderson.
3: <laughs> ah. God. And again, another scene that I felt probably really didn't need to be there um, is like the da- Patrice dancing around the house. And like, yeah, there, there's just a couple scenes where they just felt too long for me. Although, again, I'm still going keen. Patrice is right here. Ready for you. I mean, Patrice, um, I, maybe that's what it is. You know, Patrice gives him the hand job. At the basketball game, and he's right. already used to this, right? Like this, this might be something special to to like a normal guy, uh. But for like Akeem, I think he just walks around getting handjobs. I mean,
1: at, back probably in he did. He got one basically every morning. Yeah. So this is not a big someone, deal. Like gorgeous women constantly. Yeah. So it's it's not special.
2: I do I do really like the the stupid subtle joke of uh, from. <laughs> From an admirer, not Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty good. I like that a lot. We need to specify. What?
1: Did you hear how expensive those earrings were? What do you say? It said like five hundred k or something. Five hundred like thousand dollar pair of earrings. Where do you get something like that?
2: Yeah, and how in New it, York. Man, yeah. where? Uh, from Adam Sandler's character in Uncut oh, Gems. But right,
3: well, that also means like this is we're not using checks and credit cards. That means he had a he had some sort of a briefcase full of That's at true. least $500,000. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, Because then because then they still had money that they were spending on
2: top of that. Yep. Just saying, man.
1: Gosh, that is just insane yeah. to, for me to think about. Well, for anybody to think about. Let's be honest.
2: Also, what fucking jacket is Daryl wearing at this basketball game? It looks like he's got a rug from the Colorado room <laughs> from yeah. the Overlook and the Shining. <laughs>
3: Pretty tight, dude. Yeah, Is he and, tell me you wouldn't and, wear that. Him I, and Lloyd was... Christmas shop at
2: the same place. But he's like judging. <laughs> no, ta- no tassels on it. it. All right, right. Uh, he like he's judging Akeem yeah. on like his all of his like that's why he's so stereotypical. Right, he's just, of like, course, right off the bat, he's just like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, you do battle lions and and Wakanda. What whatever he's from <laughs>
1: Zamunda. Zamunda.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, I yeah, I don't know. It was it was. I saw the jacket and I'm like, that's cool, but now that you're judging him. Yeah. uh, I don't want it. It's
1: just like an alpha male thing, right? That he's just, there's this other guy around and, or, and he also does like the trash and janitorial work, I guess, at McDowell's. How, How are you feeling threatened by this? Right. Like. Exactly. That yeah. was my biggest thing, and that's that's again why I, I just think Daryl is probably the most punchable face. Yeah. It's just like if it's not his face, then it's certainly his personality. I just don't want
3: to ruin it. It's, and, it's just such a good looking face. Yeah. Well, I don't want to destroy something beautiful. You,
1: <laughs> you know. You could. Uh, We're you, gonna do that movie. It's okay, fine. You <laughs> could punch his pants face. I mean, if you wanted to do that. I see. You can know? you
3: ex- can you explain to me? There, there's the pants a cr- face. Well, there's the balls and
1: the penis is the nose. And then there's, there's you got a, it.
3: There's a crucial moment in this. <laughs> we're just gonna go right past that, uh, where they they witness these guys from Zamunda like, yeah, adoring Akeem. Yeah, what? We're at that point. I'm going, hey, why were they doing that? And I want to, and I want Akeem to tell me that, but they don't ask him. They're just like, oh wow,
1: oh, just some man, nice man I met in the restroom. So are they? Are they thinking? Are they thinking he's gay? Oh, oh, okay, yeah, like he's just
0: uh, because maybe. later
3: on doesn't doesn't he go i I don't want Patrice, and I don't want Daryl mm, yeah yeah, doesn't he say that later on <laughs> yeah he he's so just, or, wait, I want Daryl, I'm not interested <laughs> that's starting to that's starting to answer my own question do they do they not want to add are that is that why
2: they think this person is going so nuts over him, maybe maybe. I don't know if she's got the information yet, but like he's he tells her he's like he was used to be a sheep herder. Yeah, goat herder. He does but I don't think he does have that no. information yet.
3: But but Sean, if we were like if we were somewhere and someone I walked up and saw people treating you that way, I'd be like, tell me everything. What is going on? Well,
2: it's because I'm on the confused breakfast. That, oh. But yeah,
3: so
1: that's so then oh boom. Now wow, this is crazy. <laughs> now we now we know. Oh, it's because I'm the prince. Right. Now we can move on, but no, he just says very, very cryptically. Uh, that it's just oh I just met him in the bathroom.
2: Well, yeah. I, you know, I guess in movie wise, it just creates intrigue towards um, uh, for Lisa. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I would want to know. Yes, like, that's that's crazy. That's kind of weird, he dude. Bowing to you.
3: Yeah, yeah. What do you think about like I was surprised to see Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson. Yes, mm-hmm. and we need to talk about Sam Jackson.
2: Yeah, he stole the scene completely. He stole the fucking scene. Like I loved the even the comedic moment of like when Akeem does stand up and Sam Jackson turns around. I was like, who the <laughs> are you? Like, I was just like, damn, he's so good. Well, yeah, it's like, who, who, who the fuck is this guy? And he says,
1: because he's been here like five times before. I said, yeah. <laughs> so he's like, he probably knows all these people. Out here true. he's like, wait, who's this guy now? Like, you hired somebody new? Oh, jeez.
2: Damn it. Got to
1: deal with somebody else
3: now.
2: It makes total sense. He got the yelling, threatening guy in, a, in the movie
3: role. <laughs> well, I was wondering where he was at in his career at this point. I went back. He had 10 credits to his name before this movie. Mm. Nothing that I recognized. Mm. So, so again, this is, like, pretty early. This is, and this is before Goodfellas, too. Remember, yeah, we even talked definitely. about it in Goodfellas, how we're like, oh, he was, like, an unknown. So, this yeah. is, like, even before that.
1: Yeah. Jeez. I think this is one of my favorite one of my favorite scenes definitely when I was a kid, because I was like, Oh yeah, I want to be able to stop the bad guy <laughs> with a bow staff. Like like Donatello. Yeah. Like like that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh and then of course you've got Daryl like later on too, who's and you're just like, Daryl, shut up. Just shut up. What but, you mean uh, where
3: he's like, Yeah, I would've helped. I would've but, helped, but uh yeah.
1: had a I- Hand, had a cup of coffee Dude,
3: in my hand. I've been there. I've had a cup of coffee in my hands before, and it's like,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> shit. Because <laughs> think about it: if he's got a coffee in his hand, not only does he have stuff in his hands, but he's also probably still. Tr- he's not had the effects of the coffee yet,
1: right? So he's just not ready to
2: go. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I've driven by someone in like a snowbank, just like kind of waving me down frantically, yeah. and was like, uh. But I got shit.
1: this coffee. Ooh, I can't. I I don't have a free cup holder. <laughs> uh.
2: Shit! <laughs> Just saying, I,
3: I get where Daryl's coming
2: What if he from. has <laughs> a coffee? Yeah, you know, like what if that? You know, what if he smells like? I don't want him in my car. Hey, yeah. look, he could
1: have used that coffee against Sam Jackson.
2: That's all I'm saying. Oh,
1: hot coffee! But McDonald's. Then, then we got the McDonald's, McDonald's coffee debacle yeah. thing oh. again. Oh man! I don't know, man. McDonald's
2: coffee is Scalding boiling hot, fucking hot. <laughs>
3: Well, let's move on to scene four. So one night while working for Mr. McDowell at his house, Akeem witnessed Daryl's forced engagement announcement to Lisa. This pushes Lisa away and she starts to spread and starts to spend more time with Akeem while semi causes issues in their apartment.
2: I love, uh, when, uh, John Amos, Cleo is talking to the boys, uh, after the whole, after they neutralize Sam Jackson mm-hmm. and, uh, Akeem is like, yeah, he he's accepted us as equals. Cut their valet. Their valet. (laughs) I fucking love that. I love that so much. Do
3: they even know how to drive a car? (sighs) When would they have ever driven a car?
1: That's a good point, actually. I don't think Yeah.
3: And then also, he's like, Hey, valet these cars, but also I need your help in the kitchen. Yep. But you're gonna be a bartender. Right, like just make up your mind. What are we doing? <laughs> he, what do you want us to do here?
1: Why would you get a valet for a, like just a house get together? Yeah, have you ever thought about that? I have thought about that. You have? Yeah, of course you have, Mike. You're you're, you're bougie AF then, bro. Like I ain't
3: sleeping in their apartment. I ain't going to Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I got valets. You got and house. you got
1: valets at your house. It's like yeah, they're there right now. They're there when I get home. So they can park
2: Just thing about
3: it. there's nothing more annoying than seeing them walking out of your house and seeing 20 cars parked in front of your house. Yeah. So I
2: live next to a school, so I don't really mind. You know, it's just, it's just being a human, normal American. It's just
3: like, you know, not worrying about stupid stuff. It's totally yeah.
1: normal. Mike Mike gets out of his car like it's like the naked gun or something. He gets out of his car, hands a valet, his thing, and he pulls it into his garage for him. <laughs> that's what that would be, Mike's oh house. Oh,
3: my God. That would be
2: awesome. I hate
1: pulling in my garage. <laughs> no, that is the worst. It's like, I got to get to the tennis ball that's hanging down. I don't know. <laughs>
2: This fucking proposal, man. Yeah, I well I just, you know, I have a note that says fucking Toby Hooper at the party and I was really <laughs> stoked about it. <laughs>
3: Well, no. Let's pretend this how this would have gone. Ready? Let's uh, pretend yeah. we talking. Sean would have been like, "Do liked. a clue ending." Okay, uh, let's let's do it. Go go ahead.
2: Fucking Toby, Toby Hooper at the party, you guys. Who's that? What? Who's Toby Hooper? Who's Toby, Hooper? Who's Toby Hooper. Move on. Where, like, where was he at in the just, party? I'm so disappointed. Where right was now? Where was he at in the party? I'm extremely disappointed. Oh, you mean, is the that guy guy? who's got those? Do you want to punch? The guy? Oh, that guy? Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> what? Did you know him? Has he done anything before? Yeah, he's like this nerdy looking dude who just. Had a weird jacket on. We're having a good time.
2: I just got to remind myself we have a good time. I love doing this show. I really do. Come on. Come (laughs) on, man. <laughs> anyway, yes. The no, proposal I love I love that uh, Daryl's family leaves a stain on the couch. <laughs> it's really good. The soul glow.
3: It's this really good. Stands.
1: It geeked me out like a lot, actually, like thinking about it. And it's just all three of them. The soul glow. And and by the way, Daryl at one point says the uh the home home our the new home weave product is is coming in like really <laughs> nice and like gotta be all this, but um Cleo's and uh, uh, Sammy, like, give give us champagne. He's like, all right, get out of here. <laughs> get 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 out of here. <laughs> just like, Jesus, man, you're just so rude to him, and like to it, to him and Akeem. Yeah, like just walking, watching them walk around the party, um, is kind of painful to be completely yeah. honest. And this this
3: whole scene's painful, like yeah. him deciding that that this is what he's gonna do. This is like really
2: scummy. Yeah, it's yeah. like. Basically baiting your partner into, like, yeah, be, like having having the thought of maybe marrying you, you know, yes, and like pressuring her to say yes is it, extremely fucking
3: weird. It looks like he came up with the idea right then and there, yeah, which it makes it even weirder. He's
1: like, yeah, yeah they like when you take charge,
0: yeah, yeah, tell them
1: what to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like. Cool it,
3: Eric
0: LaSalle.
1: Hey,
3: ER is almost around the corner for you, dude. Everything's going to be fine. Cool it.
1: (laughs) ER is almost around the corner. You're going to be great in that show. People are going
3: to love it. Tone it down a little bit, okay? (laughs) Did you hear – actually, let's let's do this.
0: Mike's fan
3: theory. Don't you worry about a thing. I'm Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Did you – what what do you think Semi is
1: to um, Akeem? Servant? I mean, technically, I think he's a servant, but I do think he is his like friend. Yeah, I think he's, he's Just a, he
2: was appointed his servant, but then they became friendly.
3: Yeah. What about
2: Semi being
3: his half brother? Okay. Think about it this way: they're always dressed the same, right? So they they all had the leopards on. They had the necklace. He was standing on stage at the royal wedding um, when they played the pol- when they were wearing like the sports outfits. You had Akeem was number one. Number one. He was number four. Number four. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Semi also does not know how to do any cleaning or mopping, meaning he's never done it before either. So he's got to be of of a higher class, right? Um, he he. Akeem even says, "Let them wear our princely robes." Oh. He yeah. says that at one point. Um, we know the king is unfaithful, so we know the king has had sex with a lot of women, probably bearing. Many half children, which would explain why the queen doesn't really like Semi, and how the queen, how Semi's like, my, I was speaking with my mother the other day, talking about how the queen's skin is so great, you know, like it, it, and it explains why he just doesn't, he has to be of royal descent, meaning he gets all the perks, but he just, they, no one just treats him very well. Right. They're like, well, he's here. He's number four and he's kind of the same age as Akeem, but Akeem's the guy. Right. So and also sem semi meaning half.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just
2: throwing it out there. I'm gonna I think they are half brothers. I like that. I, I, especially because like if, if he like was appointed this role or even chose this role and like made friends with Akeem, it's a, the best job to have probably because yeah. Akeem's pretty stingent with uh uh semi. All yeah. the time, you know, and he probably gets a lot of the amenities that he mm-hmm. does, you know, exactly. but he will never be true king because he's not the true heir, so
3: he just gets to do what he wants, yeah, with like no disregard for anything. I want to oh, be semi, I do too, I like that. yeah, why who doesn't want to be doesn't semi, give now? Shit. <laughs> yeah,
1: semi, 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 semi. <laughs> I don't know, I,
3: I, I read that there was no one to credit on that, I saw that on Reddit somewhere. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. it was, but it was like a wiki wiki theory, and there's no credit. I don't know how you know who. Came up with that but. makes
2: it makes sense. We did, yeah, yeah we yeah. did, we did, oh, we, and, we it's, did and it. it's biblical, Bible, and that is set in stone, and no one can ever and argue that's or change.
3: Fun to think about. It's kind
2: yeah. of fun, right? Yeah, no,
1: huh. no, we just created. No, not do you hear together. what Sean's
3: getting roasted for right now on TikTok and Ooh.
1: Instagram? What? Tell me. In our
3: good fellows, uh, Sean said, "You know, it's just cool to see a made man and how they. Oh, and everyone's uh, like, he wasn't a made man. He wasn't made." He, he, wasn't he wasn't made, a maid, dude. He, he wasn't Sicilian. <laughs> he was half Irish. <laughs> you fucking idiots! You can't.
2: You didn't I, even know. It's like, uh, uh, yeah, they, of course you're not. You're, you're not a cinephile. It's like, oh, and then the next comment's like, oh yeah, please, don't worry about these guys. They, they just watch movies like Jimmy Neutron and whatever the fuck. Oh, we're gonna do Jimmy Neutron? Yeah, dude. Whatever. Tie it, dude. Tight, why don't you
1: guys dude. tell me? Uh, <laughs> nah,
2: dude. Take it easy. Take it easy. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> you know you the subtleties of, of speak and language yes how about that
3: indeed yeah, sometimes <laughs> when you're when you're recording for your wildly wildly successful podcast sometimes you just you know we're getting a lot of words and sometimes, sometimes you you don't hear what you say
2: and sometimes i don't have time to even respond to those dumb messages yeah it's crazy i just really don't
1: <laughs> oh that was fun
2: <laughs> i'm too
1: busy wiping away my
2: tears <laughs> with millions of dollars oh <laughs> god <laughs> that's like <a> millions <laughs> Just what, kidding! I love those comments. I really
3: do. I, I love Starling's comment uh, about the the like when the apartment transforms. Yes. Yeah. When you guys did first watch that, was that a thing?
1: Like, I can see being young and being like,
3: hot tub in the apartment. <laughs> I
1: didn't even know what most of it was in there, except for the fact that he had like a really cool TV and a hot tub, obviously. And you're just like. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's all I, I was, want. That's all I was, ever wanted. Now
2: I was watching this, and I'm like, well, it's you know, because uh, Keem is like kind of railing on him, like wanting more. You know, he wants to get out of this shitty apartment. He wants and he wants a little more for himself. And I'm like, that's there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, do you want a little more for your life, and, and then cut straight to a hot tub and like things all around, like flashing lights, TV and shit. Like, yeah. oh, okay, I yeah. get,
0: okay. <laughs>
1: that's what you want. It's uh, I I like that he comes back. Uh, well it was after the date with lisa but like really quick they're like well it's <laughs> a keep saying to to the landlord is like well, i have to bring a young lady back here i can't see her live that i'm living like this <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like a, i i can't appear to live like this it's yeah. like oh she can't see this this is that's just <laughs> oh man she'd freak out it would be terrible
2: when that's like you bring a new lady over and you have a hot tub that's like you yeah. scored already dude. that's a choice that's great except <laughs>
3: for you know you've all <clears throat> you've been in a hotel where um you know, you can smell the chlorine from the yeah. pool room like 50 feet away. Something I like about that. Yeah, but you don't want your place smelling like that. Yeah, it's you know? true. By Not the way, the
1: keep in mind, Semi probably took up you know that bathroom that one bathroom on that floor for how long to run a hose and fill up that i mean come on guys like man he probably pissed some people off rents like
2: 15 bucks a month but damn that water bill bill, that water bill is gonna be insane i kind
3: of the landlord to me is not very memorable in this movie in my opinion I like. maybe that's a is that a white guy no that wasn't No. no um I thought I thought we had three there. for Clearly not
1: very memorable. <laughs> yeah,
3: no, no. But what I wanted here's why that popped in my head. I wanted if I could recast that with another like landlord. I want Mister Shikadance from Ace Ventura. That's <laughs> who. I, I, <laughs> Akeem. <laughs> That's. I A-key. want him to
1: be the landlord. Oh my gosh! I, There's water dripping down.
2: On the, yeah.
1: On 3D. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, it, you know going. Uh, Back to the hot tub and everything, and with uh, him jumping in into it, um, that landlord he just must not have a lot to do. He he must not put. He obviously doesn't put a lot of work into this place. No, not at all. Um, and and he's just sitting there in the hot tub near the end, just with a cigar. he have got nothing to do. What is he doing with all these people's money? Is he getting their money? I don't think he's very good at his job at all, guys. Probably not. I don't think he's very good at his job. I think Akeem. Saved his life. You think so? Maybe. I think so. <laughs> All right. So final scene.
3: Scene number five. After Akeem takes Semi's money, Semi reaches out to the king for more money. This causes the royal family to travel to New York. The truth is out about Akeem and his lies anger Lisa. Akeem and his family return home, and he's surprised at his wedding by lifting the veil and seeing Lisa instead of his arranged bride.
1: I I love this interaction with semi and this Western Union lady. <laughs> I love it so much it just it just shows like the the silver spoon ignorance of of semi and it's like three hundred thousand dollars it doesn't sound like a lot to him <laughs> he's, you know, he's, he's he actually like, doesn't even know what that is no he's just like please send like this much or and the same thing when he is in the apartment and he's like well, don't take my my pocket money it's like literally thousands <laughs> of dollars and everything and i just love it And her reaction to it and just kind of goading him on. It's
0: it's really really just like, why
1: stop there? Do you think I should ask for more? Maybe we should make it a half a million or like 500,000. He's like, why not ask for a cool mill while we're here and while we're at it? Like, I just thought it was, uh, and it's also a great, it's, it's a great reasoning that they came to America. You know, I, I like that. That's the reason like we need another, we need a million dollars. Wait a second. (laughs) Like what's going on?
2: (laughs) Well, I what do you guys think about Lisa and Akeem, like their whole relationship? Do you guys buy it? Do you like it? No, no, like I just I it's
3: just weird to me that he's like, She's the one. I heard her say two words, she's the one. I will now do everything I can to make her my bride. I think they they really don't know each other at all.
2: Yeah, but they get to know each other through the dates and everything <sighs> and I I I think I like it. I really do, and i, I like people are like mis misogynists, I'm like but that's courting what's misogynist? I don't about? know like is it like you go like he wants to go to America to find a a woman who's like i i that's why I went to the
1: bar,
3: yeah, that's whatever, why I like. went
2: to the laundromat or that's <laughs> why I went on a date to, to a brewery, you know that's he's, what's he's any battling
1: against the misogynistic parts of like his culture exactly at this point in time, he literally says. I'd like a woman who has a, a strong opinion. Yes, that I can talk to who has
2: taste in music and
1: like and yeah and well like I don't understand like I like I want a wife who's an equal. <laughs> like, Weird. <laughs> That's
2: misogynist. Uh, uh.
1: well,
3: <laughs> well, a lot of things don't add up for me like that. Like this happening very fast. And also even like the dad, all the dad cared about was his daughter marrying into money. Yep. Which is why uh, Daryl, he he wanted her to marry Daryl. Now, oh, we got more money here. So like he he cares so much. that He's like, oh, screw Daryl. We need to make it a Keem now. But now that um the the King shows up and is basically like ready to write multi million dollar checks. Now all of a sudden he's like, no, yeah, I know this. I care about my daughter and like so. In reality, if if he is as big of a piece of shit as I think he is, yeah. he can take the money. Have him write a $5 million check right now. Then she can go marry Daryl. Right. This is great. This works out good. Yeah. I got, I got $5 million for nothing, but like that, that's who I think his character is. But now all of a sudden he cares.
1: It's a fast turnaround. It's a very fast. Like um, the whole
2: ending is pretty fast.
1: Yeah. I think you're right. Like it does at the end. Now, now thinking back and and like rewatching and everything it, it does, it gets to a point of their relationship grows very, very quickly they become like she becomes infatuated with him very very quickly. Uh-huh. It seems clunky and like Akeem. Well, I have to go now. Like oh well oh, well I have to, I have to leave and then he leaves and then he comes back and it's like and then he leaves again and it's just like I, I'm I, I'll tell you this right now I am positive that Akeem would have gone past Lisa in their neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> at this point because it's like come on dude like there there's no. There, that's the most frustrating part to me. I think is now it's like this chase down, and then she didn't. He didn't see her passing through the neighborhood, but certainly found her downtown New York, going down into a subway. It's just a little clunky. Well, why, you know? is, she, why
2: is she even mad? Because she point. was lied to about yeah. him being a prince, and it's 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 the whole you know romantic comedy cliche. This is a whole like they're creating tension of like, well, I know we want them to be together. And they're creating tension of like, oh well she he lied they're not. to her. They're like, not gonna there's always the one lie in those movies or like whatever. Insurmountable. You know. Yeah. Is this a romantic comedy? I'd say it's more of a comedy than romantic I don't know. More uh, it's 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 a lot of things for fish out of water, you know. Yeah. Um that's kind of why maybe, I like it. But it does fall into the tropes of a romantic comedy at this. Maybe point. that's maybe that's where I'm starting to realize where I
3: do have issues with this movie is like I want it to just be the fish out of water comedy. Yeah, I agree. But then uh, then at the end, it's like, no, this is romance. Yeah, We need to mash this all together. We need to somehow end this and make
1: it so that your girlfriend had a fun time. The big gap at the end, too, is also kind of frustrating to me because, like, how long is it between then and the wedding and. You know, uh, at the end, how many days, how many days was he in America? Uh,
3: Yeah, because we're we're still on the 40 day timeline here.
1: Yeah. But how long did how long was he actually there? Because they came what must have been early at this time. Well, it. it has to have been a month because Akeem was employee of the month.
0: Okay, so shit, ah, yeah, yeah. and oh, I love shit. that too
1: because James James Earl Jones <laughs> sees that, and like any 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 father who's like probably you know he wouldn't be twenty one, but he'd probably be something like fifteen or, yeah. or sixteen or seventeen years oh. old. It's like my son got employee of the month uh, down at his job at, at McDonald's yeah. or McDonald's. It's like you know what? proud of him. That was a great. He's thing. It's like m- my son works. He's
2: like- <laughs> <laughs> it's good. My son lifts a finger to help others. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? I like the whole train scene. Uh, him trying to get her back or whatever. I was just, I was like, God, if the Warriors were on the same train. <laughs> oh my God, oh, I'd love that so much. Uh, that would be, that would be. I great. mean, Akeem, Akeem
3: could have jumped in and helped out the Warriors. Yeah, he's, he's got, he's got skills. Definitely. Yeah. If you guys have ever seen Crocodile Dundee, yes. This just all of a sudden I was like, Is this Crocodile Dundee? Like uh, pretty much the end of the first movie is. I'm- uh, a scene in the subway. And I'm pretty oh, sure that know. lady
1: who says, take a chance, is in Crocodile <laughs> i pretty <on> <laughs> sure she is. Take a chance. Go on, honey. <laughs> take a chance. <laughs> That's
3: my prop. I want her gum. You want her gum?
1: Gross. Oh. Uh, it, it does. It just feels very rushed and somehow very drawn out in this train scene, to be honest. Like, why is that? And There's then it an still audience, doesn't even pay off. It doesn't even pay off. Like, you didn't
3: need it. No. Uh, really, you could have just had her show up. because yeah, it, 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 is... it all
1: could have ended at the house. Yeah. Lisa left. She doesn't want anything to do with you, even. No, and, like, back home. and maybe there maybe there was some sort of final interaction between the yes. two.
2: But it didn't have to
1: end, like, that
2: way. I, I, get, I get what you guys are saying. It really does feel like they're jumping around yeah. need- needlessly. Needle- yeah. in, in, but we know where it's going. Of course. I mean, that's, Everyone knows where it's going.
1: That adds to the point of like it's jumping around so much that you just get wish it, on with it. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: <clears throat> yeah, so I mean, like we get to the wedding and it's like, was it just, was it just her dad there? Like none of none of her other family. <laughs> yeah. How'd they get there? Are they gonna have a, another wedding in New York for her family? <laughs> like if this is really about her, why would she go to Zamunda? I got it. I got it. We're good. Good. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. know. It was nice. just like, yeah, it was just her dad there. Like there was no, none of her family was, did they fake Akeem out and have the other, other girl from 40 days ago, Dude, her family there? I think, I think her and
3: her entire family were killed. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Like, because what, what happens there? You just, you just had an arranged marriage that is probably of political, like concern. Like there's there's monetary or political reason behind this. This is a Game of Thrones. Yes, yeah. mm. and now all of a sudden it's like, no, you're right. My son does deserve to marry a girl from America.
1: Yeah, so we're just gonna cancel all that. Well, yeah, well, who who am I to who am I to change tradition? It's like, well, I thought you were the king. It's like, you know what? You're right, and everything changes. Yeah. This conversation happened in a car on the way back to Zamunda. <laughs> Yeah, and had the, the entire
3: plane ride to think about it, be like, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I can just, I could, I could tell her to come back in forty days, the right. old bride, and then we'll just kill
1: her. Yeah. And then when,
3: her, <laughs> then when, when her dad and her family shows up for the wedding, we'll let them all pretend like it's her walking down the aisle. And then the minute the veil goes up, we'll all stab them in the back.
1: Yeah. Red wedding. Red wedding. Yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like my god, dude. Like she's her, their entire life was invested on this wedding. This yeah. wedding. They're like, oh, turns out he met a girl in America.
1: Yeah, that's that's all it is. We just you you who co-
2: manages a, a McDonald's ripoff? Yeah, <laughs> that girl.
3: Yeah, that girl. Oh
2: wow, very charming.
3: Yeah, I don't know. The, the end. The end was felt just very. I was having such a great time in this movie. They, and I got to re- the end. Mm,
2: yeah. They redeemed it a little for me with the cast of characters thing at the Duh. end. I love that. Duh. Obviously, we talk it. about that. No freeze frames. No freeze cast frames. Cast of
3: characters.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Do you know what it costs to rent the smallest? Hotel room in the Waldorf Astoria on a Tuesday night. Per night, a uh, per night rate five thousand dollars. In
1: today's money, just or? right now, Just yeah, right, just right now. now. I
3: got on the website. Uh, uh, seven
1: hundred
3: fifty dollars. The smallest rooms twenty five hundred bucks a night. Good God! The largest is like thirty grand, and they don't even show pictures of the inside. They're like, you know, it's good. <laughs> like you can't even like tour the room or anything. Holy! I kind of want to stay there. Wow. For free. For free. <laughs> yeah. Waldorf Astoria. Hit us. Hit hey, what's hey, up? Shout us.
2: out Waldorf Astoria. Hey, smash Shout that like out. button. Shout out. <laughs> we'll come and f- <laughs> film a room.
3: <laughs> we have talked about this with a modern eye. We've stripped away the nostalgia. We got to talk about our modern day ratings. Sean, let's start with you, man. What do you think about
2: this? Um, I think this movie is still really fun. I really like... Uh, Landis comedies I love Eddie Murphy comedies he's so endearing I love the whole cast I think everyone does an incredible job and I, I think it's really fun and like I said in the beginning sort of I, I didn't really feel the runtime, uh, but I did kind of feel the ending and I felt that we were on a wild goose chase for just the, the result that everyone knows we're gonna have uh, other than that, I really do think this is a cool comedy. This is like a movie that I that I'd watch just like to fall asleep to. It seems like um, I wouldn't maybe watch this again unless it was f- with a group of friends. By myself at all, uh, just because of the run length. But um, I'm gonna give this a seven point seven.
1: Seven point seven. AJ, what about you, man? I I agree. I still had a lot of fun watching this movie during during critical rewatch. Um, even trying to be critical, I just found myself falling back into having fun with it and. Watching what I think is an amazing on-screen dynamic duo of of Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall, and then uh, an amazing supporting cast too. I was watching it, and there are times that I did f- like finally, like you say, start to feel that runtime at different parts. As amazing as the dance scenes are, it's like wow, they're going for a really long time. As amazing as like as, as I know how the payoff is going to be, why do we have this chase of of Swapping sets just so he can add a little bit more comedy, and Eric LaSalle getting back and you know getting his, you know, I don't know. He fourth wall breaks there he, by the way. He too. did I'm another just fourth. Like, ah. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know. I just I still really enjoyed watching the movie, and I remember even thinking uh, and and saying to Alicia like, yeah, it's, I still think it's a fun movie, yeah. you know. So I've got to give it that. And that being said, I think this is one of those movies that I think um, IMDb and like. Rotten Tomatoes got and I'm going to give this a 7.1
3: 7.1 from AJ yeah this this was my first time really truly seeing this movie and I get I love the I love the the comedy the the amount of roles they played I didn't know that that was a thing going Mm -hmm. into this the cultural implications of this movie were were amazing like and I think it still is today I think it still holds up with like what what they were trying to get across, but also just having fun with it, mm-hmm. and and I, I thought it was great. But again, I, it was just they could have cut like they could have cut like twenty minutes off of this movie, and I and then it would become like a rewatchable thing for me. But but again, because of how long it is now, it's like it's really hard to, to dedicate another two hours of your life
0: to, yeah. this, to this
3: movie. Yeah, um, not saying it's bad. I'm just saying like it's not the the best. I went back in my ratings. I tried to find something comparable to this to me, and it was Austin Powers for me. Oh yeah. Kind of in a weird way, right? Like very funny movie, very talented people doing playing different characters, but also just like all right, we get it. Like, you know, like it, it it's it's it is what it is, but it just kind of went on too long. So yeah. I'm gonna give it the same rating I did Austin Powers. I'm gonna give it a six point nine five. Executive there, producer. I was just gonna say oh, yeah.
1: there's always a point in those movies. And I'm glad you did you said Austin Powers. There's always a point in those movies that is like a cutoff of I can stop watching this now. Yes. I'm comfortable stopping any point. I've seen all the good parts. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Nope. Executive producer Starling. Thanks for being here with us, man. We appreciate you. Here's his modern day rating. He says, watch this movie with a critical eye. I was excited as soon as it started. The African drums as the Paramount logo appears, sets the tone with bright energy of the beautiful land and palace of Zamunda. Eddie isn't a rough cop or our garish character here. He's a distinguished gentleman. We already know him. We already love him. By the time the wedding scene was happening, I realized that I love how black this movie is. And by that, I mean we're starting this movie in Africa with this opulent and beautiful black family thinking back to when this movie came out. While they may have taken as many liberties creating Zamunda as Marvel took with Wakanda, Americans and the world were seeing not just rich black people, but black wealth and grandeur. This movie goes from Africa to Queens and essentially exists within its own black microcosm and became a cultural sensation at the time. Is there any wonder The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was produced and on TV within two years of this Mm. movie? It had a cultural impact. It was beloved and funny despite being the opposite concept of trading places. Critically speaking, there's one thing that bugged me early on. Eddie goes from being this debonair and articulate prince to this loud and naive foreigner with a huge smile on his face the moment he lands in the U.S. Note the difference between his last scene in Zamunda and when he is at the cab. It's odd how he oscillates between these two completely different personalities. He does tend to be more himself when he when he is uh, with Lisa. Speaking of critical eye, holy shit, did you realize that was Cuba getting, Jr. getting haircut? <laughs> I did a double take, then confirmed on Google. As the movie went along, I noticed that it got a lot less funny. Even the surrounding characters, which provided most of the antics, were in less comedic situations. The moment Akeem and Lisa kiss, the momentum changes dramatically. It's mm-hmm. a Great point. Yeah. I really thought about this and thought about how fast relationships change from that point forward. Lisa just dumps Daryl, essentially for no reason. He's a dick and not worthy of her, but damn, it was out of nowhere. Then Akeem and Lisa are in love within a day then she's mad because he wasn't honest and then blink blink they're getting married I didn't like it then it hit me gentlemen this is a romantic comedy Mm. (laughs) we are on the same way here man I had no idea I just always thought of this as a comedy where he gets married at the end I looked into it and this movie is Biggest black box office movie of all time, though they exclude Black Panther. And the 14th biggest romantic comedy. The movie has a special place in history in my heart. And while my critical eye may be less than my nostalgic frenzy, I still have to give it a 7.5. If it was on the first half of the movie, it'd be an 8.0. So that's going to take us jointly as a Mm 7.31 which you know if you're thinking about it in the grand scheme of our ratings 7.31 is probably about the middle of the pack that's going to be number 47 so actually a little higher than middle of the pack that's going to be right below hocus pocus right above top gun is where that lands okay uh that
2: number is feels feels fine to me i like that yeah this is so on letterbox this is a, a a low four star for me okay. low four star okay yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's solid. That's exactly where I would want that to be. It's very it's enjoyable yeah. to go back for.
3: Yeah, well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We're so glad you're here. Tune in next week for our Patreon voted choice. They picked Clue. They sure we gave did. them five movies. They picked Clue. If you if you disagree and you want to be a part of this, you got to join our Patreon. And following that, we are going to do
1: Saving Private Ryan. Oh. oh. Man. Saving Ryan's privates.
3: Yes, (laughs) how many? (laughs) We
1: didn't even get to the episode, and we made that joke.
3: (laughs) Also, if you're new to the podcast, go back this time last year. We did 50 first dates. Oh
1: yeah, we're gonna ruin that for you.
3: We're gonna if you if you if you're like (laughs) I really like that movie just. You're not. You may not like our review on it, but we, it's worth listening.
1: We may ruin another movie for you in that too.
3: Who knows? Yeah. But you'll keep listening. <laughs> and don't forget that we have a voicemail. Call us at 319-8.0.4-9596. 8, 8. <laughs> Leave us some feedback. Like today's caller. Hey guys, this is Kenny from Kansas City. Um, been listening since Bert, like everybody else. Um, born in '84, so just everything you guys are hitting is exactly up my alley. Um, just loving every episode that I've ran through so far. A few movies that I wanted to hear you guys talk about that you might not might not just in general. Um, the one with the great the great one in the hockey movie Strange Brew. Oh, yeah. A um, That's just a solid movie from childhood that I remember. And then Cabin Boy with a <laughs> cupcake chewing tobacco. can't hate on that one. And then The Pest.
2: Thank you, guys. Oh, Listen to
3: one. everything. It's been great. Have a good day.
2: Thanks, buddy.
1: Thanks, man. It Thank
2: you so city. much. Yes. All
1: right. I don't believe either of these two gentlemen
3: have seen Strange Brew. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. Well, you can admit. Have you seen it? No. Then, have you seen it? <laughs> yes. You have? No, <laughs> then that will be. I'm telling you right now, that will be my next. I've never seen choice uh, that we will hit strange brew
1: for sure. Have it's a shock that we have not To be completely honest, Rick Moranis. Uh, yep, and have hockey you, and like hockey.
2: Beer. Beer? Have you seen the pest? I have not seen the pest. Come on now.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's, <laughs> So that's going to be Sean's next choice. That
2: is a fucking dumb movie.
1: <laughs> well, we'll get to some more dumb movies, according to Sean. <laughs> in the meantime, guys, thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Make sure you're leaving us a five-star review uh, and writing a review because we really love reading them uh, in our own little personal time. And find us on social media, at Confused Breakfast, just about anywhere. Just search for Confused Breakfast.
2: Go to that same damn website, ConfusedBreakfast.com, and get some of our merch. Get some shirts, get our logos on you, get our uh, damn dang it shirts, um, some coffee mugs. You can also go to that same damn website and get our movie ratings. Get our individuals and our... Uh, conglomerate show ratings. And go,
3: go support us, patreon.com slash confused breakfast. That's where you can get all kinds of extra perks. This show is produced by LAS Media Group here in Cedar, Iowa. We yeah, got Craig you. on the controls. Thanks for being here, man. And we are now on the Cloud 10 iHeart Podcast Network and we're so happy to be there. If you want to learn more information about that great group, go to cloud10.fm I think that's it for us. I say we get out of here. Yeah, okay, goodbye. Uh I I the pest
2: is uh dumb fun. Dumb fun. It's not just dumb. Oh, okay, cool. It's okay. dumb fun. I just can, want can, I just can, wanted Kansas can, City to know. Can, can, um can, also Toby Hooper can, uh can. Texas Chainsaw Man. he's like a really really good director. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen like he's got he does like the Mangler. He, like some people say that that's like not as good, but like I think it's really fun. And uh <laughs> He's done some canon movies. Uh, It's like a space vampire movie that he has. It's really good. Okay, goodbye! (laughs) (laughs) Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set
0: in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends.